It would seem the Democrats are getting a cold, hard lesson in what happens when you restrict the abilities of the police, demoralize them and not let them do their job. Because the latest news, the DNC, which is going to be one of the most important moments this year, will not have, well, at least over 100 police groups, a better way to phrase it. They're basically saying we can't do it. Our hands are tied, you know, so we're we're not going to be able to help provide the protection they need for their convention in Milwaukee. Now, to be fair, I don't even think there's going to be a convention in Milwaukee, so I don't know necessarily. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, right. So maybe maybe the story is not as... Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say maybe the story is not as big as we think it is. Why would they even need to have one? Because it's like they have obviously chosen Biden. They're going with Biden. Unless... VP, maybe? Unless, of course, they are switching. What, are they going to, like, try to decide who's going to be the VP? Wouldn't Biden just choose and then be like, this is who it is? There was a woman from the DNC who said to, I think it was Bill Hemmer on Fox News, we are not having this convention to nominate Joe Biden or something like that. Okay. And I ended up doing a big segment on it because everybody was like, what could she possibly have meant by that? Did she let it slip? It, they need to have the convention. She said, we need to have it. And a lot of people were like, they're going to nominate somebody else, aren't they? That's what I've been saying. So so, so what's going to happen? Like Joe Biden's going to walk out, but then like the, a giant... Uh, like a, a giant ship is going to crash onto him and Hillary's going to walk out. She's going to pull the shoe up, shoes off his feet and put them on and then she's the nominee now? No, he'll walk out and, and make an announcement that, you know, he finally is going to admit to having early onset dementia. And no. <laughs> I'm being a little a little uh, much. But some, be more, he's going to say something that, you know, uh, unfortunately I really appreciate all of you, you know, coming out for me, but I'm going to step down Bro. and... And we're going to allow this wonderful woman who you all know and love. I know it's going to happen. He's going to come out. He's going to be he's going to be up and active more than he's ever been. He's going to be angry. You're going to see it. We're all going to be watching this live speech. It's going to be the one, one of the most epic political speeches ever made. And we're all going to be sitting here going like, how is this Joe Biden? And then after he finishes his impassioned plea for the heart and soul of this country, he says, that's why I have to choose Hillary Clinton as my VP. And she comes out, everyone claps and cheers. And then he goes, <laughs> and then he falls over dead. Oh, that's very uh, <laughs> dark, descriptive. And then Hillary's like, I guess I'm the nominee then. <laughs> oh like your impression. <laughs> yeah, that's how I imagine she talks in private. So they're going to have they're, they're going to have a DNC. It's kind of weird they're going to do it, but I, I, it is big news. I guess the police aren't going to be there. What's going to happen, though? I mean, do they really... I, I know what they're going to do. Cheat an election. They're going to cheat an election, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Barr was asked today when he was testifying before Congress if... Who, I, I guess one of the Democrats asked him if, he, if they thought someone was going to cheat in the election. And he's like, I have no reason to believe that would be the case or something. Yeah. Every, both sides are, are levying these accusations. And that's kind of scary. You know, it's especially true. when you've got the mainstream media up and down saying we will not know the results of this election. We won't for some time. Yeah, it's messed up. You know, it's going here, 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 I'll give, to I'll give you a prediction. There's a lot of things that could happen. I'm willing to bet Trump narrowly wins, but they say we're still counting votes and then they're going to keep finding ballots. Of course. We're going to be like, oh, Trump didn't actually win Michigan. We, we found a box of ballots. We found 100,000 ballots. This could make a difference. It's going to be like a thousand here or there. Where they'll call it, they'll say, you know, 98.9% reporting, Trump winning by a few thousand. Yeah. They'll be like, we found 473 votes in this post office, you know, locked in the back room. I mean, if masks work like they say they do, there's nothing wrong with going out and voting physically. 
period. Why? Why? What? What are they? Fight, Cuomo, what are they fighting for? Andrew Cuomo said that an outdoor rock concert was illegal, and a yeah. bunch of people were like, "Uh, but you have protests nonstop in your state." Yeah, in, for Black Lives Matter. Didn't he? Didn't he go out? And, I don't know if Cuomo I don't know if did. He actually did. Yeah, I know oh, that. Blasio did. Right. I know his little brother pretended to be quarantined on CNN, <laughs> got yeah. caught, and then CNN. Man, this is there, there was a, a tweet. I, I retweeted this guy. He basically said. You can really see in the metrics, mm-hmm. uh, uh, LexisNexis data for New York Times, when they completely sold out the paper. <gasps> because, you know, uh, it was actually Ezra Klein of Vox who wrote, once the internet emerged as a, as a principal news source, mm-hmm. the mainstream newspapers immediately realized they had to be clickbait. They had to be BuzzFeed. So now he, this guy was basically saying, he's boycotting the New York Times. He refuses to give an interview, some scientist or something. And he said that the New York Times is BuzzFeed with like a thin veneer of like academia or like, you know, professionalism. Yeah. When in reality, it's the same trash fake news. It's just remnants of their their former selves. That's that's what they're going they're, on. It's a skin suit. Yeah. That's that's how it's described, right? Like the New York Times, the gray lady, the paper of record, once the most prestigious paper in the world is now just being worn by these liches as, as yep. a skin suit. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, I, I like to go the horror route more where it's like, uh, uh, sure. what you call it, like the dude from Men in Black. Okay. So the New York Times was once very much like, I say this important news must be heard by the people. And now it's the guy from Men in Black who's like, oh, you got any sugar water? <laughs> and that's, that's the stories they write. It's all Cockroach. trash. Yeah, the roach guy. Yeah. So we, we actually got, we're, we're going to leave with this story because it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those stories. The DNC is not going to have police protection or I think they might, but they're more than 100 police agencies are withdrawing from agreements because of their policies. It's kind of like an epic backfire, I suppose. Yeah. You know, they want to embrace this stuff. Well, what do you think is going to happen? The cops are, are going to be like, OK, well, we don't protect you. And the funny thing about it is in Chicago, they created two new police units. Crime, crime goes right down. So, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Crime goes down when you fund the police. Mm. Yep. Exactly. But then we also got the Bill Barr hearings. Oh, what an embarrassment. Yeah. To, Bill, to so our government. Bill Barr, I like this guy. Me too. The more I watch AG, AG Bill Barr, I'm like, seems like an all right guy. They really try to get him. And then they just yell at him. And I'm like, the more they do that, the more I like Bill Barr. You can see the amount of patience that that man has. <laughs> and it is commendable. <laughs> and, then, and, and they wonder why he doesn't want to testify before Congress. They just yelled at him the whole time. Well, they meaning the Democrats. Right, the Democrats. The, the, the Democrats side of it. Whenever he would try and answer a question, they would ask. He would get a word and a half, and then it would go, reclaiming my time. Anyway, Bill Barr, you're an evil, evil bigot. And I'm going to take that. Everyone. I'm going to take that as a no. And he's right. like, well, wait, I, I'm reclaiming my time. Anyway, moving on, I'd like to add this uh, Washington Post article that is totally unsubstantiated to the record. It was um, worse than it was like Slate. Yeah. One guy's like, I'd like to, I like to read from Slate. What? For those who don't know, Slate is like a conspiracy far left. Okay, I'm being a little unfair. It is a far left. If, uh, just do this. Just go to allsides.com. They're great. And they'll show you, like, the Democrats often choose the furthest left possible sources. Yeah. I've got BuzzFeed here that says oh, uh, Trump is a big, stupid doo-doo head I'd like to have added to the record. The Daily it's Beast. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the Daily Beast. Wow. They, that was they, embarrassing. They didn't even give the full Bill Barr quote when he said, uh, since when is it okay to burn down a federal courthouse? They just quoted, is it okay, question mark? <laughs> There's more to that what? sentence, dude. They didn't even they, finish the sentence? Because they don't want you to know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, now MSNBC, I guess, was finally forced to like show the footage because of the hearing of, of all the violence and the chaos. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some of the, the responses from the police, some of the weapons they found.
And then we've got some uh, some other stories, too. I think we're going to talk about the censorship of Trump because this is probably the scariest thing I've ever seen. If you guys don't know, Trump tweeted out a video of a bunch of doctors talking about hydroxychloroquine yep. and everybody banned it. So we have to be very careful how we talk about it because they could theoretically just shut our stream down for even mentioning it. Yeah, but we'll but, try to but finagle the, our way into talking about it. But the, the, the main, the main uh, story here, in my opinion, for one, they're censoring what the president is telling the American people. But more importantly, it was a news organization just live streaming a press conference. That's it. Yep. And they blamed the news organization for it. Didn't they ban uh, Donald Trump Jr. Also? Yeah, yep, because he shared the video. Well, they, they gave him like a restriction. We didn't actually suspend him. He just can't tweet anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, great. For 12 hours, for 12 hours. Oh, goodness. So, so the first thing that absolutely must be done before we read this first story is you must. I know this. I know this one. I know it. Smash that like button. Did I, did I win? Yeah, Thank you're you. correct, sir. You, you, I'm good. Your prize, Adam. What do I win? The amount of like buttons that likes that we get from you saying it. So if the people listening really want to give you that present for winning, Ooh. gimme, 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 gimme. They gotta smash gimme. the like button. I want them likes. <laughs> also, don't smash forget. Smash it. Yes, gimme them likes. I want smash them. the subscribe mm. button. That's how and I get my sustenance. And the notification bell. We do the show every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Let's read this here first story. Check this out. This is from News 7 Boston. I don't exactly know why it's from Boston, but it's a certified NewsGuard source, and they're telling us it's happening, so I'll take it, even though the DNC is in Milwaukee. Police agencies pulling out of Democratic convention. More than 100 police agencies are withdrawing from agreements to send personnel to bolster security at next month's Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee, in part because they're concerned about a recent directive ordering police in the city to stop using tear gas to control crowds. A Citizen Oversight Commission last week directed Milwaukee's police chief to publicly account for why the department used tear gas during protests in late May and early June after the killing of George Floyd, and to change Milwaukee's police policies to ban the use of tear gas and pepper spray. The Milwaukee Fire and Police Commission said in its order, police chief Alfonso Morales could be fired if he fails to comply. That order came amid intense scrutiny of police tactics in Portland, Oregon. This we understand. They says since the Milwaukee order was issued, more than 100 law enforcement agencies in Wisconsin and across the country decided against coming to Milwaukee, Morales told the WTMJ on Tuesday. They were concerned with directives placed on, on the police department, including not allowing tear gas or pepper spray. Now, the tear gas thing, I'm kind of like, New York doesn't really use tear gas. Okay. I don't think Chicago does either. And they're effective in their crowd control. New York, I don't, th- th- New York does use pepper spray, but New York rarely engages in that kind of tactic or weapon. You yeah. know, sprays. So I'm, I'm almost like, is, is that, is that it? Well, think about the layout of New York too. I mean, you're, you're, you're closed in. You know, the, the, the streets are not. They are kind of wide in some areas, but you know, you put a tear gas down, it's not just going to spread out. It's going to go up and into people's windows and it know, does into it buildings. Does. Yeah. So, the, so the environment in New York compared to where they're actually using it, like Milwaukee, is significantly smaller and more open. So it can disperse a little bit more. So I can see how it being a problem in bigger right. cities. A lot of people also don't realize that tear gas has to go somewhere. It doesn't just eat. It, it's not just gone. Right, right, right. So uh, I think for New York and Chicago, there was an issue with their plumbing systems. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes where, sense. Yep. Because New York is a big rock. It doesn't absorb or anything. It just goes into the water. Yep. Just concrete. So I don't, I don't know exactly. Yeah. It's, it's actually, you, you can actually look at a map of, New, of Manhattan. This is really cool. And you can see a zigzag of skyscrapers. That's where the bedrock is. 
Because cool. they, yeah, so the, the smaller buildings are on the weaker ground, and then they build out skyscrapers on the rock. Yeah, it makes you sense. You ever see the videos of them doing the subways in New York? Mm-mm. It's just a massive rock, and they have this huge machine just ripping through. It's really cool, actually. Cool, yeah. Anyway, so they say, the convention scheduled for August 17th to the 20th at Wisconsin Center in downtown Milwaukee has been scaled down to a mostly virtual event, with only about 300 people expected to attend in person. Most of the speeches will be delivered online from other locations, though former Vice President Joe Biden has said he will be in Milwaukee to accept the nomination. Despite the event's smaller scale, police are preparing for a potentially for potentially large protests in and around the venue. Oh, boy. Yep. The left, as you know, I see conservatives say this all the time that the, the far left Antifa are the Democratic Party. That's no. exactly what I was thinking, though. Like, who's no. who's going to be protesting this place? The far left. And- for what reason? They Why? hate the Democrats oh, with a passion. Do. In 2016, there was like 10 protesters at the RNC. Okay. It was boring. And I was like, wow, nothing. I thought, you know, look, I thought the RNC, because of back in uh, 2004, it was crazy. Like, I wasn't, you know, paying much attention, but there were people brought Molotovs and shields and they got arrested by the FBI and a bunch of crazy stuff like that. The DNC convention? The RNC oh, the in 2004. RNC. Oh, okay. So everybody thought that 2016's RNC was going to be crazy because it was Donald Trump. And everybody's like, oh, no, it's Trump. You know, he's a bad person. And no, no, nobody showed up. But you know, what, you, know, you know where they did show up? Thousands of people descended on the DNC, tried jumping barriers, were trying to knock them down, fighting with the police. What, what was their message? Did they even have one? The DNC? Or the, 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 the people who showed up to protest the DNC. It was, I mean... Do they ever it's have been, a message? Do they? They, ever they do, but it's it's dejected. It's a bunch of different groups, right? <laughs> right. For the most part, it was the Democratic Party. You know, is complicit. They think the the, the Demo- corporate Dems are evil. They still do. You 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 follow a lot of these progressive personalities, and they will rip on the Democrats all day and night. Yeah, it's where we all get along. The corporate <laughs> Democrats are trash, yeah. and I'm, that's why I'm like, who's voting for Biden? Because the progressives, I really do think, the far left. At least some of them want Trump to win. Did we talk about this the other day? We a talked little bit, a couple times. It's come up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember back in 2016, there were some far leftists who hated Trump, but told me they were going to vote for him, like people I knew from Occupy. Okay. And I laughed about it, and they were like, "Hey, man!" They were like, "You get Trump, and it's all gonna it's all gonna go down faster." And I was like, "You think that if you vote for Trump, like the country is going to fall apart?" And like, "Oh, definitely," because their view was like voting for a, a celebrity TV personality over us you know hillary clinton who worked in the state department yeah was like a sure path towards everything crumbling and falling apart little did they know right end up having the best economy of our generation yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) well i mean their argument now would be no we were right that's what they're all saying because of what's happening now because of covid because of you know the riots they're actually i'm it's funny to see tweets now like finally after three and a half years where they're like you know, I knew Trump, the Trump presidency was, was going to be a disaster. I'm like, oh, shut up. No, you didn't. We had three years of the best economy we've ever had. Yeah, exactly. And all you did was scream the whole time. And none of this is his fault. It's all it's COVID and then Democratic, you know, leadership being terrible at their jobs. It is. Yeah. That's what's funny about how they they're attacking him over the federal deployment in Portland. Right. Because it's like you complain that he's not doing anything about the lockdowns, like you should mandate every state to do it. Yep. Then you complain when there's a small group of people defending a courthouse in Portland. Yep, that's it. That's that's just the stupidest. There's there's no way to win. Rightly no so, win. defending this courthouse because it's being bombarded nightly for weeks. Now, how long has it been being attacked? I think it's 
30, 60 30, something days. Well, that's that's when the riots started in Portland. But when it was like the 30 well, no, no, fifth day that the they, 39th is when they breached the doors. Oh, when they and, breached and started the doors. a fire inside. Or oh, whatever. OK, OK. But they probably were attacking it before that. Right. right. They were trying to set up initially. They were trying to set up the, the, the PAS, I guess, the Portland Autonomous Zone. Or okay. you call it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What district. So is. at least 30 days, though, at least that this courthouse yeah. has been being attacked. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. And it's funny how Trump actually wasn't doing anything. Some some conservative personalities were saying that Trump was being told to not engage because people liked the protests. So Trump basically was like, OK. Yeah. And then he made his stand. Now they're trying to argue that Trump made his stand at Mount Rushmore, you know, and he was all, on July 3rd. He's like, we're going to do this, that and this. The only problem, the riots had stopped. Trump was too late. With Trump, it, it was a month earlier. It was yeah. a month before he even said anything. He wasn't he wasn't sending people out. He said it's it's up to the states and the cities, man. Yeah, they're the ones who got to take care of it. They've made it really clear over the past couple months too that we are in control. You back off. Well, I'll tell you what's funny, man. This is Milwaukee, okay. where the Democratic National Convention needs to have their gathering. They're gonna I don't know what they're gonna do. I I I'll tell you what. Let me just let me just speculate real quick. Joe Biden vows to be there. There's gonna be massive protests. No one thinks Joe, like, well, a lot of people think Joe Biden won't be the nominee because it's just like. I, me, I, I don't think so. That's me. So is there is there a possibility that something happens there with a lack of security that results in Joe yeah. Biden not being the nominee? Interesting. That could oh. result that could result in a massive boost in sympathy for the Democratic Party. I'm going to need more information. What, what are you speculating? <laughs> I'm speculating that we're sending a very old and feeble man into the fray with no security uh-huh. is a really, really dumb idea. Yeah, Joe Biden absolutely must have security, and I'm sure he will have Secret Service. Hopefully, that's enough. They need their police. Yeah, this man needs to be protected. You don't got to like the guy to recognize. I don't care who you are in politics. We can't have crazy people going around doing crazy things. That's absolutely true. But I'll tell you what, man. Yep. If something happens to Joe Biden because this the cops say they're pulling out, I mean, I'll be furious. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people will be very, very, very sympathetic to the Democratic Party. Man. They will be. Well, we're calling it here, you know. So I'm not calling anything. I'm saying, like, I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm, I'm through you. I'm saying if that happens, we already called it out and see it ahead of time. And it's like, I mean, it's not even. It's, it's not even rather look, conspiratorial. We got to. No, it isn't. Got to say. No, it isn't. It's absolutely not conspiratorial to say. No. Sending in a presidential candidate into a city that expects large protests with no police presence is one of the stupidest things you can do. And I tell you what. It's 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 not conspiratorial at all to mm. say loathsome, you know, greatly loathed Obama administration VP, no police, large protests, very dangerous for an old man, very dangerous. I don't know. So if I said my grandpa walked into a crowd of Antifa throwing bricks at people's faces, you'd be like, that's a conspiracy theory if he does. I'd be like, mm. I'm not. I'm not even gonna what to say that. I, I just think that uh, Biden's gonna go out and and announce his retirement. I think that's that's been what I've been saying for a long time. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. I, I I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that he's gonna have his own entourage and roll in, do his speech. Do you know? Do you know the retire the, and roll out? The amount of security they have for buildings that they use for these conventions is is absurd. They do like full dog sweeps three times. There you they, go. they have to lock down every door. Well, if the police aren't coming, they're not going to have that. I mean, they'll probably have feds to, to take care of some of it. Okay. But they need, they need police. 
Now, I, that I do agree. And they don't have it because of their own policies. Now, back in Chicago. Well, this doesn't say that, that no police will be there. It's a, a hundred different agencies have said that we're, we're, we don't want to be there because of, of these specific things. You know, that's not to say that they're not even going to show up. It's that they're upset that they can't control a crowd like they would like to if they if they needed to. So you're they're right, calling attention right. to a specific problem that they see because they're police and they've probably dealt with this many times before, so they know what's coming. They're just covering themselves. I don't blame them at all. Well, this is interesting. It says not all police departments withdrew because of tear gas. Apparently, uh, does this mean there's no police? It says Madison withdrew because of COVID. Madison originally committed to providing 100 officers to Milwaukee uh, for what was, maybe they're only referring to this group, but this is interesting. I don't know. They say that uh, Fond Duloc Police Chief William Lamb told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that the agreements were collapsing, saying he expects other agencies in the state to also withdraw. Lamb chairs the Wisconsin Police Executive Group, which is made up of police chiefs from cities with populations of more than 20,000 people. Lamb sent a letter to Milwaukee police on July 6, outlining his organization's concerns about limiting the use of tear gas and pepper spray. West Allis police first sent a letter to Morales with concerns, and they basically say the same thing. I, I think they would just cancel it. I really do. I think they'll make think it virtual. So. I think you're right. I think that, that there's the chances of them just going, no police? All right, well, the DNC will just go online, and Biden can stay in his basement. Exactly. They're going to keep him in his basement. That's serious. Yep. They're going to... That's all they've been doing. I know. There's no de- and now and now I, there's probably not, not not even going to be a debate. And because of COVID, Trump can't have rallies. Yeah, this is a ridiculous election cycle, man. You know, the, they, anything they, to shut him down. Anything. That's what that's what a lot of people are saying. Like all of this is ridiculous. They just want to try to be Trump in any way possible. And what I've been saying for months now, they're fire, firing on all cylinders, firing every single thing they got because they know. The average Americans like Trump's Trump's good. We we like Why? Trump. We like our economy. We like making money. We like being safe in our homes. Period. We could we could uh, we could get a little conspiratorial and argue that the Democratic governors are colluding to restrict Trump's abilities to campaign, and they're trying to destroy the economy. We could get conspiratorial, but I don't think we need to. My question is: Why is it that Andrew Cuomo will allow Black Lives Matter rallies and protests? Bill De Blasio will. And then condemn some, you know, uh, some, like an outdoor concert, which yep. is the same, same, same thing, basically. Yep. Why, why did Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, have these two gym owners arrested? Meanwhile, the gym is literally connected to a dollar general with probably hundreds or thousands of people coming in and out every day. Yep. And they wanted to have a small handful of people, like a private limited membership thing for their gym. They got arrested. Why? That makes no sense. Yeah, the hypocrisy is real. We see it all over the place, and people are seeing it. I'll tell you what, man. Mm-hmm. I am, I am, I'm one of those people that absolutely hates conspiracy theories. Okay. And I, I, I want evidence to lead me to the conclusion. Yep. But with as crazy as everything has been over the past few months, I've never been more conspiratorial. And there are some other journalists and high-profile like political personalities I've texted with, and they all basically feel the same way. Like, how is this possible? How are all of these things? You know what, man? I just can't buy it. I can't like, either. Why, why would they allow Black Lives Matter protests and then argue that everything else has to be shut down? Because the Black Lives Matter protests were helping the Democrats. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's a fact. Gallup just released a poll saying two out of three people supported the protests. So even people who understood that COVID was bad apparently agreed. 
or the polls are, are wrong, because I'll tell you what, man, I can't imagine being somebody who got fired from your job and then going, I'm not allowed to work, but I love the protests. I'm, like, not, I'm not allowed to go to church. Or, but I love or, the protests. But I love the protests. Can't go to a funeral. <laughs> my, my father is getting chemo on his deathbed, but I love the protests. I don't buy it. How many people have I, how many stories have I heard of people not even allowed to go visit their dying parents that then ended up dying and they weren't even able to say goodbye just because they weren't allowed to go to the hospital by themselves alone to visit their dying parents how many but and yet these people are out marching together dancing in the streets with no masks it's like yep i uh, i want to state there's nothing wrong with peaceful protesting that is not what we're talking about right now i love now. people peaceful we are talking about the hypocrisy of allowing the protests and not allowing anything else that's the problem and now they're locking everything down again exactly and they're printing money how about that i hope yep. you guys are buying your gold because they're coming to print your money or whatever. It's the opposite <laughs> of stealing your money. Yeah. You see Alex Jones just say they were going to snatch up your income tax. No, they're just making your money worth nothing. They're yeah. just making it rain. Yeah, turn it into Buy paper. it all while you can because the dollar is... Yeah, gold's going up. I guess Bitcoin. I have no idea, man. When I, when I found out that they were going to start printing money again, mm-hmm. I was like... I look at my Facebook and I see all my progressive friends cheering like, yay, print more money. And I'm like, you really have no idea how money works. No, they don't. They don't. I'm not going to pretend like I'm chief economist at any principal uh, at any uh, prestigious organization. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I can understand the concept of supply and demand. And if you just keep printing out money and then stores say they can't accept cash, that's the freaky thing. I'm like, the, how are you going to spend the dollar? You know, so so there's there's reports going around that because of the coin shortage. Mm hmm. Some stores are saying straight up, no cash accepted anymore. So here, so I'm thinking this, okay, if, if, if my local stores won't accept cash because there's no coins, so, so what? I, I hire like someone to mow my lawn. They walk up and they're like, that'll be 50 bucks. And I pull out a you know $50 bill and they go, what am I supposed to do with that? Well, it's money. I know, but I can't spend it. Can you just PayPal me or something? You'd be like, oh yeah, I guess. All of a sudden the cash becomes worthless. Yeah, and every single transaction with anything is suddenly now tracked man i'm glad i got bitcoin i don't got a lot but yeah. i'm glad i got cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. not that i'm like, super confident in those necessarily but they're just one form of easy to transfer you know value and we'll see man this is uh truly truly unprecedented indeed but how about we we, we jump over now to uh still talking about the democrats and how bill barr oh gosh this, this was uh this was so brutal so uh, for those that missed it, Bill Barr testified before the House. And you know what? People like to say, you know, I'm biased or whatever, because I'm always ragging on Democrats. Yeah. But I'll tell you exactly why. Whenever the Republicans would talk to Barr, like Matt Gates, for instance, says, Mr. Barr, you know, you said that you were investigating Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. What do you mean by that? That was it. And then Bill Barr talks and he says, well, I'm not, I didn't call them an organization. I said, under certain statutes, explained everything he meant. Then Matt Gates says, can you explain, you know, basically what Antifa is? He's like, I saw Nadler, uh, Jerry Nadler, a Democrat, say it was a myth. And then he asked Bill Barr to answer the question. Then Bill Barr answered the question. The Democrats would go, Bill Barr, you are a stooge and a lackey for Donald Trump. And we all know it. Explain yourself. Oh, well, I, I'm reclaiming my time. No, you're a lackey and everybody... And that was it. Yep. The whole time the Democrats were grandstanding and yelling. The funny thing is, on my Facebook page, people were complaining about it. 
about the Democrats that because they wouldn't shut up yeah, and they, they were wouldn't. like they, they, they were mad because they were like you have to let him dig a grave you have to let him say something so you can get him but the Democrats were just set, yelling things they read in the media emotions emotionally triggered Democrats yelling at Bill Barr it was an embarrassment for for me as an American I, I mean I have there's people all, all around the world that are watching this I feel Honestly, this is probably the saddest part. More people were watching that weren't in this country than most Americans, I think. I, I know there's a lot of Americans that were paying attention, but for every one American that was like, yeah, can you imagine this? There was another person that was like, I'm watching from New Zealand, and that's crazy. I'm watching from the UK, and what is going on with these Democrats? Like, I can't believe how rude they are to him. It, it, was, it was insane. Blew me away, man. So I want to show one thing before we dive into what happened with Bill Barr. Take a look at this. Why, this is a portrait huh. of A.G. William Barr from 1994. Mm. Look at that strapping young man. Yeah. it's be Well, I don't know how he's probably in his 50s or something. 40. Middle-aged. Uh, Bill Barr was the A.G. before, and nobody had no problems. I mean, I guess there's always controversy and criticism for various people in various administrations. But this is a dude that served as A.G. Uh, under H.W. Bush, retired. He, he worked in uh, private sector, corporate, retired, and then decided to come back. Apparently, he said he had no dealings or interaction with Trump before this. He was asked to come back. He said he would. He was retired. Apparently, very wealthy. I'm not, you know, I, I did a quick Google search. Apparently, he's got a lot of money. Okay. What reason did he have to come back and be the AG? Because he probably felt the, that America needed him. Wrong. Wrong. Excuse me. Wrong. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Bill Barr all of a sudden one day woke up and had an epiphany. I'm going to be a stooge for Donald Trump, a man I don't talk to. That was it. And then he sat by his phone and Trump called him and he goes, please, Trump, tell me what to do. I want to do whatever. It's ridiculous. Bill Barr just probably wanted to clean things up and take care of this. And That's exactly what I said. Right. You, you catch the sarcasm in what I was saying? Yeah. That as if he was actually going to just serve as a mobster crony for Donald Trump. Well, that's what the I don't remember which one of the Democrats straight up said to him. They were like, we he, they basically called into question his his, you know, honesty in the oath that he took. And he straight up said, like, how like, no, I'm I'm going to choose the law. I'm going to I will always be on the side of the law, period. And they they were just like, well, that's disappointing that we can't get a straight answer out of you. I'm like, going to Are you kidding me? He just he you, you said if he's going to use his position to like help advance Trump or you know and and he was like no I'm going to choose I'm going to always side with the law period and they're just they didn't get the answer they wanted and that was almost every interaction Absolutely. They, did, they didn't get the answer that they wanted so let me return some of the disrespect by showing you this tweet hey Jerry Nadler you may take a nap during a hearing but AG Barr is not allowed to get a 5 minute break and in this video, he, look, you see him dozing off. Look at this. I got, I got to say, I have nothing but disdain for this man. God. Ugh, he's man. so rude. He's, he's falling asleep. You see him drooping off. Oh, I'm so tired. His hand is sloping. And then, oh, oh, wait, what? What's happening? Oh, let me pluck th something out of my ear and then wipe it on my hand. Oh, what is this? And then he falls asleep again. I don't know if you actually. He fell asleep again. Keep going. Uh, right here. Go go like five seconds later. He look, there <laughs> he, he is right back to sleep. I am. I'm telling you. I tell you what, man. If you I, can't I, be awake for your job, what do you? What do you why are you doing this job? Mm. I'm not just showing this to make fun of Jerry Nadler. I'm doing it to show his complete and utter disrespect for the Attorney General yep. for for the for the for the government for the House 
for the institution. He does not care. He's literally like, I'm going to go to sleep. You're absolutely Twice. right. No he respect only, at all. He only woke up for a few seconds to pull something out of his ear Ugh, and wipe it on his hand. So yep. gross. And then he goes right back to sleep. Bill Barr asked for a recess. And so this, this, is, the, this is the story. He asked for a recess. And for, uh, so, for, uh, so earlier on, uh, Jerry Nadler got in a car accident, very minor, but it delayed the proceeding by like an hour. So Bill Barr says, can we take a small recess? And Nadler goes, no. And he's like, I waited an hour for you. I haven't had lunch yet. I'd like five minutes. And then Nadler's like, look, we're almost done. You can, fine, we'll, we'll give you one, but we're almost done. And then. No, no, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like that. It, there was, he, he argued with him a, a little bit longer. Do you really, do you really yeah. need to do this? We're almost done. We're almost done. And he, Bill Barr's like, I, I, I'm hungry. I haven't, I haven't had lunch yet. And he's like, really? Like, we're almost done. It was, it was cringy. It was like, and come then, on, man. And then Go Bill ahead. Barr says, you're a real class act. Yeah. Yeah. Falling. So, so this, 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 this is what's so just awful about this whole thing. The hearing is supposed to be about the violence, the protests, the extremism. And instead, you, you, you did get the Republicans bringing it up. You end up with the Democrats grandstanding on various moralistic issues where they want some kind of some oh, kind gosh. of symbolic victory by attacking Bill Barr. Nonstop with that, too. It was ridiculous. Bill Barr was one of the smartest hires Donald Trump has ever made. Yep, I agree. He is a former he was the former AG from back in the early 90s. He's got his portrait painted of him. No problems. Nobody. W w how come, you know, like, where's the complaints from from the past work he's done? Bringing him in was clever. It was smart yep. because he served honorably. He retired. He went and did his corporate life, came back in. What are you going to say about him? All of a sudden, he decided just today to be corrupt. Reclaiming and my time. Reclaiming my time. Yeah. Yes, it is my <laughs> time, so I am reclaiming. Did you hear that one, of, one, yeah. of them, one of them straight up like ridiculed him? Like, we don't have enough time, yet you have to respect me because I have the time, so I'm reclaiming it. It's like, why are you wasting your time saying what you just said again just to like grill him like oh yeah got you like shut up and get to the point let if, me if your time is so limited why are you wasting it trying to lecture this man who clearly knows more than you let me get to the point with this tweet here from shem horn ag bar quote what makes me concerned for the country is the first time in my memory that the leaders of one of our great two political parties the democratic party are not coming out and condemning mob violence and the attack on federal courts. That does freak me out. When I he, agree. That is that. He, he said, "Why? What? What? Why are you not calling out the mob violence? It's they're burning down." Uh, M. Tracy, what was his name? The Michael guy, Tracy. Michael Tracy. Yesterday, we did a um, we we looked at articles that he did, and he goes across America into all these different places where all these businesses have been destroyed by rioting. Nonstop, it it hasn't stopped for months now. America is burning call. down. I wanna I wanna play this clip, Man. which I think exemplifies just how bad this is. So so in this clip, Bill Barr is, is he's being asked about pepper balls. They're asking Bill Barr about clearing protesters in front of D.C. To, you know, because Trump had a photo op and stuff like this. Watch this. Watch and listen to this interaction. Did it decide not to play now that I tried now to? It, now it's not going to play. Yeah, it doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> it's like, how, you dare, how, how dare you? How dare Here you we go. dispensing system. So while you, in a quote, said it's not chemical, you today confirm it is chemical, and you're aware of your department's policy, are you not? Pause it. What, what policy? The one I've just pr promoted, provided to you. 
What does it say? What's the policy? Well, I showed it to you. Finally, whether or not you authorized it at the time, <laughs> perhaps you weren't listening. I, I didn't see the policy. What, what was the policy Clearly in you there? Listening. Fine. Oh, my goodness. Whether or not you authorized the use. Why are they treating the attorney general like an evil villain instead and of actually asking him questions to figure out what's going on with these riots that are sweeping our country? Exactly. And, and the question that she was talking about just before this, when he said it, it's everything is chemical. So so when she she just like took that one line and said, see, you just admitted that it's chemicals. And it's like, yes, ev he's he's saying everything is chemicals, like every all the all the pepper balls or whatever. They're they're all some form of, of chemical that's put in there. It's not just water or then it would just be water balls. I don't know. So I'm going to give a shout out to Will Chamberlain on this yeah, one, man, man, they. Will Chamberlain tweeted, they won't let Bill Barr answer questions because they know he's right. Boom. Yep. Nailed it. Boom. It's exactly. really simple. It's really simple. Bill Barr said, since when is it okay to try and burn down a federal courthouse? How is, how is this okay? How are you defending that? And how? there was not, not a single Democrat said, it's wrong. You're right. It's absolutely incorrect. The problem is they are losing on this front. Yep, they are. The, the, the protests were openly supported. This is one of the biggest, you know what, man, I... I the Democrats have made mistake after mistake over and over again. Impeachment was a mistake. Now, what are we seeing? Mayors and, and governors, Democrats saying, by all means, go out and protest for Black Lives Matter during a pandemic. Yeah. And they did. And you know what? People supported these protests. They really did. The polls yeah. Yeah, show because it. Most Americans are like freedom of speech, the right to peaceably assemble. Like, yeah, why not? And then it started being shifted around and saying, well, no, no, you're not allowed to do everything. Only we are. Only only the, the people that we're saying. And that's that's when people started getting upset about it. And well, rightly so. Now that they've become riots, mm -hmm. people are starting to recognize, hey, wait a minute. Those Democratic politicians were marching with these people. Yep. And they've become overt riots. People, 30 people are dead. 30 this is, this is the most frustrating and annoying thing to me about all of it is when I see people going, see, the riots worked. The officer has been arrested. Oh, that's great. You had to crawl over 30 corpses to get to this point where you could arrest one guy. But sure, I get it. And wait a minute. Hold on. He was arrested before all these riots started happening. So your whole argument is null and void. And then they defund the police. Crime skyrockets. Tons of people are getting murdered. Yep. Now the DNC is not going to have, you know, at least 100 different police groups are pulling their, their, their officers out. What have they accomplished other than more chaos, pain and suffering while they dance around and cheer? They've done it. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Well, in Chicago, they launched two new units. There, uh, one is a it's called the Critical uh, Incident Response Team, specifically for protests and riots. Crime has gone down. They have a, an, an anti-crime unit, which I guess is targeting gun violence. Crime has gone down by a couple, uh, by uh, a decent amount, actually. Nice. Well, there That's you go. Good to hear. So there you go. You fund the police. I tell you what, man. I don't understand how people can watch. You know what? L let me start over. Let me show you. Look, take a look at this tweet. Timothy Burke says, well, this was remarkable. And it's Miss Jayapal yelling at Bill Barr. Not asking him a question. Oh, man. She's, yelling at she him. She straight up said to him, I'm, I'm losing my patience or, or I'm losing my temper, I think is, is her words. I'm, I'm losing my temper, sir. Sir, I'm losing my temper. It's like, whoa. Like, She's calm it down. Get your check your emotions over at the door when you come in here to an official, 
you know, this is this is official. This is the government. Why are you so emotional? Check that at the door. In this video that is being shared and is, is very viral on the left with 2.3 million views. Wow. She says, how were you not aware that armed far right men with, you know, like Nazi flags and Confederate flags were marching in Michigan and threatening, demanding the beheading of the governor or whatever. And Bill Barr tries to speak and then she yells, she yells him down. Yep. And a lot of people immediately like on the right were like, those protests for one were peaceful. Yep. Two were on state property, not federal property. Also true. And that's the point being brought up. The, the, the feds sent up by Trump are only protecting a federal courthouse that is under attack. Yep. So what I end up seeing here is an overly emotional variety of Democrats, including Nadler himself, who just the other day said Antifa violence was a myth. Then they play this video and he's like, mm, mm, you're just trying to get Donald Trump reelected. You have this overly emotional response that ignores the evidence. And instead of sitting there and asking real questions of Bill Barr, how about this? How, how come how come not one Democrat said, uh, Attorney General Barr, do you believe the use of tear gas and beanbags and pepper balls, flashbang grenades against groups that even when they do engage in, you know, aggressive tactics and violent tactics, do you think that is warranted? Let him answer. Then he says, yes. Have you seen the photos of these individuals who have been injured, who have had gashes to their heads, who have been pelted? Because the injuries you talk about with your, you know, your officers are also on innocent people who weren't engaging in violence as well. That's, that's an actual question the Democrats could have asked. You're right. They don't. Nope. They simply go, you're a bigot and you're trying to get Donald Trump reelected. I reclaim my time. And my favorite, my favorite quote from him is, um, this is a hearing. I thought I was the one who was supposed to be heard. <laughs> He, he said that, and I just you know started what, laughing because that 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 sums it up perfectly. Like, well, what is the point of this? It, it, they they just wanted to ridicule him. They wanted to yell out their emotions and and be mad at him. And he's he wanted to answer the questions. He was patiently waiting. There. I can't I can't believe the man's patience. Yeah, the level. Well, of patience you know, look, he's he's insane. seventy or whatever. Not every seventy year old's got as much patience as that. He's probably just like, well, you know, been there, done that. Just tired old man saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, maybe. Young whippersnappers want to yell to get reelected, I suppose. Their elections are coming up in a couple months. What's Nadler's excuse? Yeah. For falling asleep? No, he's like as old as Bill Barr. No, he, these people he was falling are, asleep, though. Yeah, who, well, who, who in Brooklyn is voting for Nadler? I have no idea. I'm just, uh, look, man, I wouldn't if I was still living in Brooklyn. Here's the challenge. If you, if you lived in Nadler's district, and I'm pretty sure he's in Brooklyn, maybe I'm wrong, and you had the choice between him and like AOC 2.0, it's like, what do you do? move <laughs> this is why i don't believe any of the polls so let, let me let me mention this real quick because uh i i use the real clear politics average for president trump's approval rating okay. to make sure i'm not just cherry picking individual polls smart they they show a poll from rasmussen a couple days ago showing that donald trump's approval rating was 49 and his disapproval was 49 they showed that for about three days in a row and i was like that's consistent from rasmussen using their same methodology or finding the same thing three times and that was added to the Real Clear Politics average. The next day, when Rasmussen went down, Real Clear Politics erased the old poll with the new one that showed it negative so that Donald Trump's average approval was lower than it should have been. Uh-oh. And I'm like, whoa, 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 that doesn't make sense. No. Just show, show it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than just that. But it sounds to me like the methodology for Real Clear Politics averaging system makes no sense. And it just makes Trump look like he's doing worse. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So I don't believe to make the polls. Him look bad. I don't believe it. Look, Rasmussen is just one poll. They do daily tracking. 
you know, they tend to favor the president, but they also were correct in 2016. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I just really can't believe unless it's true that most people don't pay attention. And if, and if that's the case, then then help us all. Actually, no, the 50,000 of you could share shows like this, clips like this, you know, our podcast. So maybe people can hear at least what we have to say. You can disagree with us 100%. Yeah. It's like we're, ge- like we're not like the smartest people in the world. We're just dudes, you know, hanging out, talking about stuff we hear on the internet. Yep. But if people don't know what's happening, the conversation can't happen. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend of mine today, a, a real life friend of mine, comment on one of my, I, I was basically live tweeting during the, the whole thing. And I, it was... It was kind of fun. I was having I was having a fun time interacting with people because most people were like, yeah, this is ridiculous. And and one of my friends is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, A.G. Barr is a complete buffoon for lack of, of wanting to say his what he actually said. because It was much worse. And I was like, are you actually watching this? Are, are you are you watching this right now? I don't have to watch that to know that he blah 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 it's like if you're not watching it how do you know what i'm talking about how how can you even say and that's the problem people keep thinking they they know already i don't need to be let me informed to know that my opinion is correct i'm so sick of that let me tell you a story it's nonstop from today oh goodness so, so there's a bunch of propaganda coming out to counter the narrative of the riots and it's just uh, that's why i'm saying man I'm, i hate conspiracies but it's like Man, it's an election year. And all of a sudden, as these riots intensify and public opinion starts swinging towards Trump, a whole bunch of articles emerge saying, actually, those those black clad individuals with crowbars are actually white supremacists. Of course. In Richmond, it was white supremacists pretending to be Black Lives Matter causing hmm. violence. A bunch of stories start popping up saying the, the, the right is actually much more dangerous than the left. And then there's one Antifa responsible for zero murders in the past 25 years. Somebody I know shared this, and my response was, they said something like, stop, you know, uh, t- tell me again who the real villains are, and stop bringing this up to me because I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And I responded with a far leftist engaged in a mass shooting in Dayton a couple years ago. The reasoning for it, we don't necessarily know, but he was a far leftist. A former Bernie Sanders volunteer shot uh, up, up a Republican, or it was actually, I think it was a congressional baseball game shooting Steve, uh, Steve Scalise. Okay. That was a Bernie volunteer who did that. And I was like, the problem with Antifa is not how many murders they commit, which, sure, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and say it's zero. It's that they're bad people. They're violent, and they, they attack and threaten people to get their way. And I was like, just because we know one group of people is extremely bad because, you know, like, fringe far right, doesn't mean that Antifa is good. I hope you'd be willing to keep an open mind. It was a bit of back and forth, and this person's actually definitely, like, progressive leftist. But they're, they're, they're nice. I like them because we actually have conversations and we'll, we'll, you know, have a real conversation about the issues. But then it's the other people who jump in who are like rabid and, and, and for lack of a better term, where all of a sudden I just had to, I had to block some of them because they're like screaming, you know, it's all like you're, you're an evil Nazi and all this other stupid nonsense. And I'm like, bro, like we, I may disagree with this other person posting about Antifa, but we're, we're actually in conversation and yeah. finding things we agree on. So I block some of these people. Ultimately, here's what happens. I said, the problem that I see with Antifa is how you have these white progressive college kids who grew up in like middle to upper class neighborhoods. They show up to poor neighborhoods, riot and ransack and destroy small businesses. And I linked to Michael Tracy's story about these towns all across the country. And the next response was 
Michael Tracy is a Nazi. Don't read it. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Where are they getting that information from? Making it up. Michael Tracy is not. He's, he's like, leftist. he's like a, yeah, he's a liberal. He's a liberal. I mean, he's, he's not like a leftist. Liberal. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what he is. I don't want to, you know, uh, declare. I don't know what his political he positions are, but fan. he's like, he's enlightened centrist, I yeah. think. is That's how you'd insult the guy. Definitely. But I, I like his work. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I, like, I think Michael, Michael Tracy does a good job. Yeah. And uh, I responded with, Michael Tracy is, an, is a Nazi? And then someone else finally commented, that's ridiculous that you wouldn't read the story simply because someone said something like that. That's yes. insane. Thank you. And then the, the original poster was like, I did read it. I couldn't find anything in there that would make it seem like this person was actually a Nazi. It's, it's, and I'm like, this is what these extremists do. Yep. Don't listen. Those words came from a naughty person. I don't need to read your sources because I am vindicated in my beliefs. That's essentially let's talk, the let's, same let's, thing. Let's, let's talk about the problem with Antifa. How about we do it? How about yeah, we do this? Take look a look at this. Exclusive Atlanta protesters, I love Breitbart puts it in quotes, embedded nails into fireworks leaked FBI document states. And they show a photo, a photo of these commercial grade mortars they use. And we'll, we'll just read it. They say, Breitbart, Texas, reviewed an FBI activity alert regarding the use of modified fireworks during the demonstration in Atlanta, which began on July 25th. The alert states that approximately 100 to 200 people dressed in dark clothing, backpacks, goggles, and helmets approached the ICE office in Atlanta. The subjects reportedly carried shields, bats, and large sticks. Following the attack that left 20 broken windows, bomb technicians discovered commercial-grade fireworks with nails embedded in the mortar shell. The document reads... Images of the modified fireworks show multiple large nails embedded in the devices. Organizers called on people to come out in solidarity with the, quote, freedom, frider, freedom fighters of Portland, Breitbart, Texas, reported. A video tweeted from Atlanta, excuse me, shows multiple fireworks exploding around the doors and windows. Now, look. I'm in. They're, I'm, they're, they're, I'm they're, speechless. I, I didn't see that before you showed me that, and that's crazy. The nails being embedded in them? Yeah, that's insane. So you can see right here, right? They're, they're pressed yeah, into it. Yep, that's, that's in, crazy. In Portland, there was a report, this is from the New York Post, I believe, that one officer got impaled in the hand because Antifa had been laying nails out. <gasps> wow. So they, like, grabbed for something and then got a nail through the hand. That's something awful. like that happened. Yeah. And people, uh, some of the cops got burned, covered in welts. There's one photo that was talking about the injuries, and it looks like one of the officers was a bike officer. Okay. And he got a, a gash on his calf, which you can see it like it looks like a bike injury. And so the tweet said something like, Our officers were injured, this, that, and this. And they show an image of the officer with the injury from his bike, and then people are like, They're they're lying. He didn't really get injured by the protesters, he got injured by his bike. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know why? If a police officer is riding his bike, and a bunch of crazy leftists start throwing things and attacking him, and he slips and gets injured on his bike. It's not his fault. He didn't just fall off his bike randomly. He was attacked by people. Yeah. So if they're showing you a photo of a fight between far leftists and cops, and a cop falls off his bike and gets injured, and they show you that, why, why does it matter if it's like he fell off his bike? You made him fall off his bike. Oh, man. You're right. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, you want to show the... Yeah, I pulled that up. Cause... I don't, well, I don't think we can actually play the video on YouTube, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. uh, well, we could just talk about it. So, so this is actually um, from last night. Andy No is great. He he's covering all sorts of um, on the ground stuff. You know, he's got all his different sources that he passes along to the the public eye because he's got a platform for it. So this this one here is specifically 
um, a bomb was put. I, I say bomb because it, it was a bomb. It was def- yeah, definitely. Okay, a bomb. yeah, it was definitely a bomb. It was something significantly bigger than a mortar. It wasn't fireworks. It was clearly. It, it is a boom. It sounded kind of like a, a giant like fireball a small grenade. You know, it, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't an, fireworks. It was an IED. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. You, you I can don't, go find it on on his page. Well, look, I, I also retweeted this, and it's it's crazy. They're, they're clearly yeah. You can. We'll, kind, we'll probably get in trouble for doing justice. I kid you wow. not. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? Let's just play it. Whatever. You guys ready? It might yeah, be loud. Just play it. Yeah, that's serious. That's not fireworks. Nah, it's not, that wasn't that wasn't fireworks. That no, was, no, this is this is definitely some. They're they're elevating then, what they're doing. They're they're clearly really trying to get into this courthouse for some whatever reason it is. It's it's insane. I think the intention for a lot of the the explosives they're making is to start fires. You can see that after it goes off, fire kind of goes up the side of the building for for a little bit before going out. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to burn the building for quite some time. So. That didn't look like it was meant to cause shock damage by, like, an explosion, yeah. but to, like, blast the fireball out. I don't know exactly what their intention is or what kind of bomb that was, but that was not a commercial-grade firework. That was literally an IED. Yep. When people say they use fireworks as IEDs, okay, that was them literally making a bomb. Yeah, that they, was not fireworks. They, so according to—I I think Bill Barr may have mentioned this—using uh, water balloons full of kerosene or some kind of fuel so that when they throw— the balloons and it splatters, the fireworks might ignite it or the other way around. That I they see, could start yeah. small fires and then when they throw the balloons, it's fuel in the fire and yeah. it sprays everywhere. That's what, I, that's what I think all those mason jars that were set two nights ago, they were finding all these mason jars around the fence, but they weren't, they didn't have like a rag in them like a Molotov cocktail, but they were filled with some sort of liquid. I think that's what it was. Yeah, you, you know, kerosene or something. Well, and and it would hurt. You know, a glass jar filled with water, like a mason jar filled with sealed with water. That's f- fairly heavy. You yeah, know, yeah. you throw that Water's at someone, that, that can hurt. You know, especially yep. if it's flammable. Man, man, these people are they they need to be stopped. Like, and people need to see that this is actually what's going on at night. Yep, like, people don't believe it. Yeah, neither. Well, no. That that's uh that's, They're lying. that's a rumor that's only being spread here in DC. Like a myth. Get out of here, man. I think they're lying. Footage myself. The, the there's there's no circumstance in which I will be happy with their answer to this other than condemning. If they come out and say it's not true, there's no violence, yep. then they're either lying and and prote- essentially protecting these people or they're so insanely inept they should not be in office. But I'll tell you what, man, watching that Bill Barr hearing was like man I I can't I I I'm just I'm flabbergasted at how bad the Democrats have become. You know you just know when you're watching a, a press conference or like a White House press conference, and you got the, the way that the reporters ask questions specifically, they're not good questions. They're all roundabout, trying to like get the president or uh, McKennedy to say something. You know what what they are they're trying to fish for the right right thing sound bites yeah it felt like that's what the Democrats were doing but they're terrible at it they were they had someone someone was like speak yeah they never let him speak you know it was just like I don't understand what their goal was re-election well they they were specific to a, a amount of time and they were probably stressing because he was trying to answer the question and if he if he did answer any of their questions they would run out of time. And every single time they were, oh, your time's up. Well, I just need to add this one, like, gotcha sentence to, to Bill Barr. Like, yeah, you can take that and I'm out of here. 
or I'm going to add this really weird uh, evidence. Second week of October in all of their districts, there's going to be commercials and it's going to be like, you know, Democrat number one challenged Bill Barr on being corrupt and protecting Donald Trump. And it's going to show them going like, no, you are corrupt. That's what it's all about. And then he, they're getting their, their his sound response bites. was, I will always choose the law. I will always pick the law over anything else. And I was just like, yes, that's that's what I want as my attorney general. Someone who's going to choose the law, period, period, done. Well, so the, fu- the funny thing about the, they, they, the Roger Stone stuff okay. was that he recommended a, light, a, a lesser sentence because Stone was 67. Okay. And they attacked him for it. And I'm like, that's actually, I really like that he did that regardless of guilt. Like, you know, sentencing recommendations proportional to the individual I like. I don't like a robotic system where it's like, yeah, we don't care who you are or what your circumstances are. We're throwing you in the can. I'm not going to think twice. Yeah, why would they want that? Why, you want a system? Are they fighting against that kind of thing? No, they're they're not. They're right. fighting for re-election. That's but I'll tell point. you what they're fighting for right here. Check this out. Mayor Ted Wheeler. Uh-oh, the mask slipped. Oh, boy. Whoop, fell off. The Antifa mask. Commissioner Joanne PDX and I are calling for an immediate meeting with Department of Homeland Security leadership on the ground in Portland and with Acting Secretary DHS Wolf to discuss a ceasefire and the removal of heightened federal forces from Portland. Wait, wait, hold on. How does he have the authority to negotiate a ceasefire on behalf of Antifa? I thought they weren't a group. That's well, a good well, question. I, I don't, whether they're a group or not. If, if there's a large amount of leftists that are violent... How is how is the mayor going to negotiate on their behalf? Does he have some sort of control over this group, hmm. either directly or indirectly, say, with the police? Is he basically saying he can go to the feds and say, we're going to stop fighting you and we'll, we'll, we'll put it all to rest? If you and, and I'll tell you what he's saying, removal of heightened federal forces from Portland. He's basically saying, get rid of the extra guys you've sent in, you know, the heightened forces. Keep keep the, the marshals and we will stop. What, is, what does that mean about which side he's on? I've been saying this. It's a de facto letter of Mark. Mm-hmm. These far leftists are working at, essentially at the behest, whether they realize it or not, for the Portland and Oregon government. I think so. Attacking the federal government. Mm-hmm. At the very least, what Mayor Wheeler is saying is that he could crush this protest, this riot at any moment with the police, but he's choosing not to. Or he's just, you know talking nonsense, making it all up, and he has no authority. What is in that courthouse that they want? What is it? What's in there? Symbolic victory? Either it's a symbolic thing to take down the federal courthouse, or there's something in there that they want taken out. I know it's a conspiracy, but man, it makes me think. I think it's, it's 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 not even necessarily a conspiracy. They would love to destroy as much as possible in that federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. It would result in tons of people being released from prison, having their cases dropped. And they know it. Yep, that's uh, true. I mean, look, it's a federal courthouse. There's probably a lot. I'll, just, I'll say that. A lot of cases that go through there. And what? All gone? I, I think for know. the most part, symbolic victory. But the bigger issue I have is when, the, when we talk about the Democratic governors and mayors marching with Black Lives Matter, allowing them in the face of the lockdowns, it's obvious they're aligned with them, right? Yep. Then when the mayor of Portland joins them, mm. it's yeah. like, okay, now, now hold on a minute. He's, he's standing there and they're throwing explosives. Yeah. He's got to know what's going on. No. He claims, no, oh, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just out here. Uh. Then he's like, I'm working for you guys. 
Now he's actually saying we'll negotiate a ceasefire. Okay, this guy's been running the whole thing from the get go. I'm sorry. Yeah. So either either Antifa is a group that has it is organized that you can actually talk to, which is what he's implying here, or they're not, or they're a figment of everyone's imagination. Make up your mind, Democrats, please. The American public is not as stupid as you keep thinking they are, and they're they're fed up. I know I am. Yeah. yeah. How is he gonna? He could be lying. You know, just trying to trying to can trick the feds into leaving, yeah. even though he has no control over the far left at all. I think the more worrying thing is that, like I mentioned, they're trying to wield the far left to their advantage, and they think they're doing it. But then something changed. Public sentiment around the riot started to backfire on the Democrats, and now all of a sudden he's asking for a ceasefire. Yep. He's like, he, oh, man, this this is starting to backfire. We, we need yep. to uh, backstep. It's funny because I keep hearing from people, like I posted some photos on Instagram. There are a lot of photos you can see of storefronts that have signs saying, please don't hurt us. Yeah, it's sad. Because the far left goes around destroying business. The cops aren't the ones going around smashing out people's windows. Nope. So it's they're begging the, 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 the leftists to, to leave them alone. And this is really, really bad for the narrative. When people in the suburbs see those messages, they get scared. Like, I don't want to live that way. I don't want these people coming to my, my, my place. Yeah. I see comments from people saying, you know, I live in Portland and you're wrong. Everything's fine. And you know what I do when I see these comments? Hmm. Nothing. You know why? Why? Because a minute later, another, another comment pops up from someone saying, I live in Portland and you're lying. We're sick of it. Yep. The, our businesses are suffering. Nobody wants to go downtown anymore. COVID has locked everything down. Now the protests are making it worse. Everybody wants to get on with their lives. Stop acting like you know. Yep. And then they argue. And I'm like, listen, the fact that they're arguing proves there is a problem. A you point. might like the riots. You might say, it's no big deal. We're fighting injustice. Doesn't matter. The fact that one person, what's that guy's name, Philip? Yep, Philip Anderson. Philip Anderson would come out and be like, no, stop, you're making everything worse, says enough. Yep. When the silent majority, when, when even a small handful of normies are forced out on the street to stop this, that's how you know you've really started shaking up the beast. The far leftists always want to go out with bricks. They always want to smash everything up. Regular people want to hang out and play video games and order pizza and just get on with their day and figure out how to get through this, this, this trying time. When they start showing up, you're waking up that beast, that, that sleeping that sleeping giant. Oh, yeah. Who's like, we did not want to have to do this. You forced us. Yeah, the term silent majority is, is not even accurate. It's the sleeping giants that, are, that work, that, they, they, that they're the backbone of America. They're the ones doing the hard work, keeping our civilization going, our society, what, what, what we are, what we have in this country. They protect us while we sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Fight club quote. Sure. The regular people who are doing these jobs. Yeah. So now they're being they're they're being forced to stand up, and many of them probably didn't want to do it. Yep, I agree. But, but this is how this is how bad things have been getting. That I I just when it comes back to the polls and everything, I just don't believe it. No, not same. I don't agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it at all. But maybe maybe we're uh, unfortunately the only people who pay attention. You know, the people who are watching this. Look, it's 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 amazing that we get, you know, you guys come and hang out with there's, so, there's there's so many people watching and listening. But come on, man, CNN gets like 300 million views on YouTube every month. 300 million. Okay. Well, they're also Massive. they're also in like all over the place. Is it all only Americans? No. You know, CNN is one of the news there's in every airport, right? But there's CNN so International to separate like, sure. Okay. So I'm, I just mean like CNN does look, people want to make fun of them because their ratings have been going down, but they, they get ratings and you combine that with all of their outlets that are lying nonstop. Yeah. And it's worrying.
maybe we're in this bubble of people who are arguing, you know, even arguing about some of these ideas and, and thinking critically. And and look, man, I try and watch some of these leftist YouTubers. Okay. And I'm just left stunned by like the, I can't do it either. the ineptitude, the lack of sourcing. Right, exactly. Whenever I do uh, all of my segments on my other channels, Timcast and Timcast News on YouTube, we do exactly, I do exactly the same thing we do here, where when we're talking about something, you can see the source. However, on my channels, the source is displayed 100% of the time. There's no cutaway to my face or anyone else's face. And the reason for that is I want everyone to have it right in front of them. I'm not just saying these things. Here's CNN, the New York Times, and MSNBC all saying this thing. Yep. And I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I'm going to show you sources and go to the root of where this information came from. I watch some of these other channels, and I'm like, did you? Did you bother Google searching this? Right. There was one instant, instant, uh, instance where I think it was Ted Cruz was asked by uh, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, do you believe that Ukraine meddled in the 2016 election? And Ted Cruz's response was something like, I think the media, we've seen it from the New York Times to you know uh, Forbes and several other outlets that yes, there were Ukrainians who were seeking to interfere in the election. And then on the M- on the MSNBC side, you hear laughing. Wow. I think it was I that. You, everyone just starts yeah. laughing. Yeah. And there's a there was a certain you know leftist YouTuber who did a segment on it, and then just immediately started laughing. And he was like, "Wow, how dumb is Ted Cruz? They're laughing at him." You and I was like, it. "And this is a prominent you know YouTuber." And I was like, "I face palmed," and I was like, "I heard what Ted Cruz said. I Google searched what he said, and guess what? He was right." Yep. There was a bunch of stories from Forbes, the New York Times, the Hill, saying that, yes, there were Ukrainians who were trying to interfere in the election. Not that it was a systemic top-down attack like it was with Russia, mm-hmm. but there were Ukrainians who had vested interests in trying to help Hillary Clinton win. And that's a fact. The New York Times has a story that say Ukrainian court ruled that these people in Ukraine were trying to meddle in our election. But Chuck Todd, Meet the Press, supposed to be this prestigious news outlet, was laughing did Chuck Todd, does he, does he not have the internet? Maybe not. They don't do any research. Do you know about this? HR5736. What, 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 five, uh, five, what is this one? Smith & Modern, Modernization Act of 20, uh, 2012. This kind of blew me away. So what this is, I'm just going to read it here. This, uh, it, this is a, a law that was put into place here. It says, amends the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948 to authorize the Secretary of State and Broadcasting Board of Governors to provide for the preparation and dissemination of information intended for foreign audiences abroad about the United States. So so this is basically like altering. So we talked about CNN and what they show the other countries, right? So this, yeah. is, this is amending that to make it so that they can use the same kind of stuff against uh, America. It says, um, intended for foreign audience abroad about the United States, including about its people, its history, um, the gov- uh, the federal government's policies through press, publications, radio, motion pictures, the internet, and other information me- informational media, including social media and other information centers and instructors. So, And, and what this says, uh, it authorizes, you can't see it right here, it says it yeah. authorizes the secretary and the board to make all these available in the United States, motion pictures, films, video, audio, and other materials prepped, uh, prepared for dissemination abroad and disseminated abroad pursuant to such act, the United States International Broadcasting Act of 1994, the Radio Broadcasting uh, Broadcasting to Cuba Act, or Television Broadcasting to Cuba Act. So this is essentially saying that they can do it to anyone they want, including America. So anyone... 
So they don't have to give Americans the real truth anymore. They're allowing to go, you know, whatever they send over to the UN, for example, all the, all the information the UN is getting about how, you know, how the, the, the UN declared, oh, how dare they, they, you know, use this, this force against peaceful protesters when in reality they're not getting all the, the information that's just part of this. Which kind of throws it off. I'd have to I'd have to look way more into this. It says it amends the Foreign Relations Authorization Act, mm-hmm. Act fiscal years 86 and 87 to prohibit funds for the Department of State or the board from being used to influence public opinion or propagandizing in the United States. Mm, OK. Yeah, that sounds like it's barring propaganda. Well, that was the whole plan to make it so that they can't use foreign films and stuff to propagandize in the United States. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super familiar. I know people were talking about Obama legalizing propaganda. Yeah, but I've never this, actually. This is the act that they were talking about that they're referring to. But I have to. You, you, the, the challenge with a lot of these things mm-hmm. is that you've got to you've got to go through what the original acts are. Okay. What they're amending and omitting. The one in 1946 or 48 that it's talking about. Yeah. So this right here, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'd have to read through because I don't actually understand what their intent is. It says you can't use the funds. I have to look into it. We'd probably need like some kind of breakdown or whatever. Well, it says here, it says it authorizes the secretary and the board to make available in the United States all of these materials that were already prepared for, for dissemination abroad. For all dissemination but, abroad. So it's it's saying that all of the, you know, it's that that right there, that line is saying it's legalizing propaganda prepared for other countries to be able to be used in the states here. I don't know what that means. Well, well, that, yeah. that's what I gathered from that. So, well, I mean, like maybe so, like pro America stuff can be played in the countries that people like the country more. I'm sure that's a very like the nice way of, of saying it. But I mean, I don't think they're going to make anti American films and then send anti American films to like other countries. It's it's not necessarily about like being so stark, cut black and white. You know, this is a propaganda film. It's more about cutting out what bill barr said like you said earlier is it right question mark and then sending it across the world and sending it to america saying this is what he said when in reality he was saying is it do you think that it's right to assault a federal courthouse that was the full question when they're they're spouting only that one little bit you can already do that in the united states under the first amendment Wow. That's one of the big problems we have. You want freedom of speech, you end up with journalists who lie and omit, and yeah. they can. But let's talk about actual censorship. Yeah, that's let's true. Let's talk about this is one of the uh, we saved it for last. In the event that uh, uh, we're going to get banned or something, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, listen, as I this, this, here's the here's the context. Donald Trump tweeted out a story. Uh, it was a video. Um, about these doctors. It was a press conference where they were talking about hydroxychloroquine. I'll be very careful about how we we phrase this because. You know, we record these segments live, and if you say something out of line, they're watching the live streams. They will hit the X button and delete this stream midstream, just gone outright. But we got to talk about the censorship. Yeah. This is one of the most egregious censorship scandals in the history of this nation. I am not exaggerating by this. This may be a historical moment. The president of the United States sent out a video, a press conference from literal doctors you can argue they're not good doctors, but they were actual doctors, and they were giving you they, they were giving advice as they saw it. Perhaps they were wrong. That's fine. But if the president wants to send a message over a digital platform, why shouldn't the president be able to do that? Yep. All of the big companies removed this video. Here's the important point. 
Breitbart, which filmed the live stream, it got about 18 million views before it was deleted across the board. This was a news organization, whether you like them or not, they are protected under the First Amendment, filming a press conference, and they got all their videos nuked. Of actual doctors. Of actual doctors. Now, some of these doctors have said, apparently, or at least one of them has said things that are quite silly about, you know, banging demons or something. Mm-hmm. It's not the point. It's not the point. If the president wants to put something out, who is Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube to argue they, are, they have more authority than he does to address the nation? Let's go back in time. Could you imagine if there was a president in, say, like the 80s, and they decided to, uh, they decided to do a, you know, a, uh, to address the nation, and all the big networks went, the president is going to address the nation on some very serious crisis and pandemic. Nah, cut him off. And then all of a sudden the channel just turned him off. Sure, they could choose not to amplify his message. But that to me would be ridiculous. Now they've started doing this. Yep. When, during, during the height of the pandemic, Trump was giving daily briefings and then all these networks started like, cutting him off and, and no longer airing these because they were like, he's lying. No, it was because it, they were being made look bad. Cause His approval e- rating was right, Everyone was watching him, and then they were watching the news and going, what? You guys are crazy. That's not His what he said. His approval rating was skyrocketing yep. to the highest it had ever been in aggregate. And then all of a sudden, they were like, cut him off, cut him off. It's helping him. Stop, stop. Yep. And so that, to me, is, is, is quite frankly insane. Now, to be fair, Trump was doing daily press briefings. At a certain point, you're like, maybe we don't just keep showing this every day. But here's the crazy thing. The ratings were up for these companies. Their ratings were improving by showing this. This is what the people wanted to see. They wanted to see the president addressing the crisis. Mm-hmm. And they liked it when he did. So they stopped it because it was helping him. Well, now the president and the president's son are being negatively impacted. Donald Trump Jr. received a 12-hour suspension for tweeting out the video where he said something like, wow. This video sure, you know, challenges the narrative or something. Yeah, no, he, he said people are upset because this goes against the narrative so, wh- wh- that they're, the, that the they're point pushing. Is, why not just remove the video like anybody else? Good point. Why did they suspend his account? Well, he's, he's way more open against going against the narrative than right. the president is. So, How insane is it? Why, why does Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube have a medical advice policy? Why do tech companies have a medical advice policy? How is it that I can say over and over again, take advice from your doctor. Don't listen to the president or the pundits. Your doctor knows best for you. Enter the doctor. And then when these doctors speak up, <laughs> yeah. they delete all the videos. Mm. Yeah. That to me is... Well, it's interesting it's, too, because at the beginning of the, the press conference, they straight up say, we are sick of, of politicians pushing forward this, you know, this narrative. Well, they're not doctors. Well, we're doctors and we're here because we feel Americans need to hear from actual doctors. That's like the first thing out of their mouth is is that in that press conference, they said, look into the research by Dr. Harvey Risch of Yale. So I did. And guess what I found? What? This story from Newsweek. Harvey A. Risch, MD, Ph.D., professor of epidemiology, Yale School of Public Health. Adam, do you know what a professor of epidemiology studies? Sounds like uh, viruses and stuff. Yeah, infectious diseases. <laughs> yeah. huh? Epidemics. Epidemics. Hey, yeah. epidemiology. Oh, yeah. huh? And he says the key to defeating COVID-19 already exists. We need to start using it. Opinion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, it's, oh, oh, you said opinion afterwards, so we're, we're in the clear. It's an opinion. <laughs> well, I think the important thing is what they're arguing is that these doctors in this video, mm-hmm. 
used a specific word I'm not going to say just in case. Right. I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. they Like basically arguing that it was the end all be all treatment. We'll right. put it that way. <laughs> if that matters. I don't know. Maybe we'll still get axed from, from YouTube. Yeah. But uh, here's, what, here's what he writes. As a professor of epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health, I have authored over 300 peer-reviewed publications and currently hold senior positions on the editorial boards of several leading journals. I am usually accustomed to advocating for positions within the mainstream of medicine, so have been flummoxed to find that in the midst of a crisis, I am fighting for a treatment that the data fully support, but which, for reasons having nothing to do with a correct understanding of the science, has been pushed to the sidelines. As a result, tens of thousands of patients with COVID-19 are dying unnecessarily. Fortunately, the situation can be reversed easily and quickly. I am referring, of course, to the medication hydroxychloroquine. When this inexpensive oral medication is given very early in the course of an illness, before the virus has had time to multiply beyond control, it is shown to be highly effective, especially when given it in combination with the antibiotics azithromycin or doxycycline and the nutritional supplement zinc. Let me tell you all right now, I know full well saying these things could be a strike on this channel. It could be the banning of our content. There's a line for me. I've often talked about how there are certain things I'll, you know, avoid because it's irrelevant. Yeah. Saying certain words or whatever. Or certain people's names. Or a certain name, a CIA whistleblower whose name I can't say, because you can still find the information so long as I can prompt you to look for it. This is a red line. A Yale MD PhD writing saying, here's what I believe, is quite literally the expert. Yep. Ivy League PhD doctor of epidemiology says it. I don't know what expert is left. You can't go any higher than that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't. you can't. So when he says this, I say, I respect his opinion. Yeah. In the end, I still recommend you talk to your doctors who know what's right for you because, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you guys are, you ever, you ever have Soylent? Yeah. So Soylent was like this goal at making this meal replacement that was like, could totally replace your meals. The problem was, Everybody's body is a different size, shape, and there's not a like complete set of nutrients you need, so it ultimately doesn't work. That's the point. Your doctor knows your like your health and what will work best for you. This opinion is interesting. So why is it that a video shared by the president showing similar opinions from several doctors is ban-worthy? Yep. I'll tell you what. I did a video on this early in the morning, uh, earlier this morning on my other channel, Timcast News. It's still up. Got a ton of views, like 300-something thousand. And I say the same thing. You know what? If I get banned for saying this, so be it. I'm reading Newsweek.com. Yeah. If I can't read Newsweek, and I'll tell you what, that CAA guy's name, I've had videos deleted because of it. For, they, 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 they do this thing. It's really strange where they either force private the video so that it's still in your library, but it can't be made public. You don't get a strike. They just say, nope, the video is invisible now. Or they remove the video without even telling you. One of my videos got removed. They never even said anything to me until one day I got an email from, I started getting emails from people saying, yo, that video you did on th that guy is gone. And I was like, what? And I went into my YouTube and sure enough, there it was like an image, nothing to click on. It was still there in my YouTube backend, but the metrics, metrics were gone and it was just an image that I couldn't click. And it was the weirdest thing that made no sense. Mm -hmm. They refused to reinstate it. Absolutely refused. There was another video where Project Veritas exposed an employee at a tech company who was engaging in censorship, they did the same thing. But this is the line for me. If we can't talk about this and share this information, yeah. then it's, it's over. It's over. It's, it's, I don't know what else you do, right? I, you can't, this, this cannot be ignored. Yeah, I mean, well, look at uh, 
Philip Anderson, for example, he, he is really outspoken. You know, you can follow him on, on Instagram, uh, King Free Speech. And he talks about, he goes out every night. He's, he's fighting against Antifa fighting this courthouse. And he's open about talking about what we need to do. We need to, you know, protest Twitter banning people. He's been banned twice from Twitter. Why? Why? Because he's talking about the narrative that they're pushing. That that's what that's what this is. That's why this Donald Trump Jr. got uh what, what was it? Uh, it wasn't banned. He was. They, they they said we didn't suspend him. We restricted his. We, we we restricted some features for twelve hours. Right. And exactly. the some features was the ability to tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that you're there for. Right. You can read, I guess, but whatever. This is the big secret about censorship on social media. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the the secret everybody knows is that the big tech CEOs are lying. They do censor based on ideology. Yeah. The evidence has been revealed over and over and over again. We have screenshots. We have, we have witnesses on the record. What happened to journalism? I'll tell you what. Project Veritas apparently is the only place you're going to go to where you're actually going to see the evidence and the witnesses where they acknowledge it. Everyone else says, well, but Veritas lies. Yeah. It's a, it's a picture. What do, you mean, what do you mean they're lying? Did they Photoshop that? No. But here's the big secret. They mostly target smaller accounts. They want to stop accounts from rising. They want to, they want, there's a cutoff point. And I've talked about this on YouTube where they change the rules and they don't like the idea that the internet created a meritocracy of notoriety where random and regular people could become very prominent and famous just through hard work. They need to be the gatekeepers. Good point. So what they've been doing is when someone like this Philip Anderson guy starts getting followers and speaking, they say, no, 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 no. cut him off, cut him off. We do not want another, you know, uh, Terrence Williams on our hands. We can't have another Candace Owens. We got to stop him. Yep. So they ban him to, and it prevents him from growing. Now I'm being a bit more, you know, hyperbolic or exaggerating they just target smaller channels who can't fight back it's true and that's, that's what it and, seems like and that's the that's the bulk of a lot of the censorship well i'm gonna keep talking about him did so you, what did you see this no what, what is this zuckerberg to paint facebook as proudly american company contrast with internet or mark Chinese zuckerberg internet model mark zuckerberg banned <laughs> paul joseph watson from instagram and paul joseph watson's instagram was a bunch of selfies of him on like on the sunset smoking cigarettes and it oh, was yeah, it was right. it was like the silliest thing i'd ever seen <laughs> i remember that it's just like a guy like he's like he's like there's a sunset behind him and he's like got a cigarette in his mouth and he's like what up and they were like nope nope far right banned they're just purging pro-trump personalities because yeah. Whether you like their politics or not, that, that's ridiculous. You're going to ban someone from Instagram when they only post, you know, selfies. Or actually, another really good example is the banning of the Donald on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Which which was uh, like the most prominent forum. They moved over to the Donald Win. I mentioned this quite a bit, but this is serious because four months for four months, the 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 Reddit site, their their subreddit was inactive. They had already relocated and they prohibited people from posting. And then four months later, they announced. They keep breaking the rules, so we're banning them. And it was like, wait a minute. Nobody was posting. Are you retroactively enforcing rules without giving them a chance to fix it? Or are you lying? Hmm. You, know what, you know what I think? Yeah. I think they were already going to ban the Donald, and they were going to wait until just before the election. But the Donald uh, moderators preempted Reddit, I think, because everybody knew it was going to happen. The goal was wait to the 11th hour to stop them fr- to, so they can't reorganize. Too late. I, right. So because they jumped off four months in advance, 
they were able to get a lot of their core audience from Reddit onto a new platform, the Donald.win. So then when they when their plan kicked in over at Reddit to ban the Donald, which made no sense because no one was even using it, all of a sudden it didn't matter. They already had a fast growing forum on a on their own private site that couldn't be banned anymore. This is the big trick, the big secret we need we need to enact. We need to enact decentralized social media. But I agree a hundred percent on that. I, I think back Definitely. to the days when we all used to have our own websites and URLs and stuff. You know, there was a period where people would actually just buy a domain, make a website, and then it was like, you know, GIFs of Macho Man and, you know, like Mario, and it was like really silly, Stark crappy. colors. Yeah, just really, and maybe music playing in the background, MIDI, MIDI files. Mm -hmm. And then we started getting these centralized social media where it was so easy to, to create a profile, which functioned as your website, that people just said, I'll just do this instead. We need to go back to this, and I don't, I don't necessarily know who or how or when or why, but I know there's several solutions in play, like the Fediverse. One of the ideas that needs to be implemented, which kind of is already being implemented, implemented by people, would be like this. A system like Twitter, and as it's basically called the Fed, what's called the Fediverse, you create your own server on your own website. No one can ban you, and people can subscribe, follow you, just like Twitter, and when they go to their uh, you know, site, they can see everyone they subscribed to, and no one has the authority to ban anyone. I like that. A That's lot. where we need to get to. Yes. How, now, how we do it, I don't know. It's really hard to get people to move over to other platforms. I see a lot of people jumping over to Parler, which is cool, but Parler is still just another centralized social media platform where you are going to get banned if their business interests are threatened. Sorry, that's just the way it is. If the merchant accounts for Parler went to them, in my opinion, and told them, you have to ban these people, otherwise we're severing payment processing for you, what are they going to do? Are they going to say, I guess we'll let the whole site you know, be deleted, or we'll ban this one person? I'm willing to bet they're going to ban the person and say, I'm really sorry, but if we don't, we get purged from our payment processor. That's why we need decentralized social media, and we need it now. Yeah, agreed. Yep. So what is this, Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg to paint Facebook as proudly American company contrast with Chinese internet model. Yeah. This is BS. He's not going to do that. No, he's, he's not. going to try to do it. Well, I mean, we, well, what we talked about the other day about how they're trying to bring him to court again for lying a couple years ago about not being biased. Yeah. But then, of course, Project Veritas exposed that to be BS. So now, now he's trying to be like, no, we're an American company. We're... Look, he, he, Zuckerberg, along with chief executives of Amazon, Apple, and Google, are set to testify before a House Judiciary Subcommittee on Antitrust Wednesday as part of a group's invest investigation into competition in the digital Ooh. marketplace. I love it. Hmm. It's going to be fun on What's a bun. What's it going to mean? Sounds like He's going to be like, oh, we, we at um, Facebook actually deeply proud of this country, and we love this country. Um, just I'm a billionaire because of this country. Just not the people that like the president of this country. And Jack Dorsey is going to be like, we actually think that Twitter is beholden to a global audience. So yeah. we're actually going to defy U.S. law and make rules for the international community. See, but we, slower. we exist. A bit slower. <laughs> yeah. We exist outside of the law. So I've actually never heard him speak. I, 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 I don't just know. Like that. I'm it's actually doing slow. an imitation of Seamus doing an imitation of Jack Dorsey. <laughs> He's good. From from Freedom Tunes. Seamus is good at yeah. impressions. I'm like, I, I, haven't, I haven't listened to Jack speak since I 
was doing the podcast like over a year ago. But so. his Ben Shapiro was on point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, at this point, I think Jack's lying. Yeah. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I've, I've, I've talked with Jack on and off since Jack Dorsey of Twitter, since we did the, uh, the podcast with Joe. And he keeps saying all of these things. And it's kind of just like, it feels kind of like an abusive relationship where, you know, the guy keeps beating the woman, but keeps promising to do better. And she keeps going back to him and he just keeps beating her. And that's social media because people are addicted. They can't give it up. Now, uh, Jeremy Hambly over at the quartering, I guess he deleted his Twitter account. Good for him. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's got a, he, I don't know how many followers he had. He had a decent amount. He's I got, he's, him. yeah, he, I, I don't know if he had like a hundred K or whatever. I'm not super sure. He deleted his whole account. And he was like, follow me on Parlor instead. And I was like, you know what, man? I almost, I almost deleted my entire Twitter maybe like a year ago. And I stopped and I thought to myself, you know what? Instead, what I'll do is I'm going to stop interacting with people on Twitter. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm going to stop tweeting at people. And I very rarely ever tweet at people. And okay. I always make sure that if I do tweet, it is like I try to do my best to mitigate against any perceived hostilities. Okay. So typically when I respond to somebody in any capacity, it's extremely rare and it might be something in furtherance of the conversation. I specifically avoid when I see a tweet from someone and they're lying and it's nasty, and it's obvious. I just go right past it. I'm not going to I'm not going to get involved. I'm yeah, not going like to tweet that. at them. Yeah, I'm starting to take that on too. Just if someone comes, you know, with clout, it's just like I could waste my energy and try to explain to this person, but they're not going to get it. They they don't care. It's pointless. Why am I going to waste my energy when I have all these other people that are like, I got your back. You know, let's let's further the conversation, you know, and that that's great. I, I like that. I'm, I, and I've been adopting that myself, you know, just just you know what? If you got nothing nice to say, if you don't want to further the conversation, have a legitimate conversation, because there's a difference between having a conversation. If you don't agree with me and just coming at me with some some BS, you know, what, man, yeah, I look at some of these political personalities on social media and you know what the lowest tier of political personality is in the world? What? Reply guy. And oh, the yeah. lowest tier of that is Trump reply guy. Yep. They build a following by yeah. tweeting at Donald Trump, LOL, and like, you're so dumb. Yeah, reply and, guys definitely b bore me. Just like, so, get your own thing. Say, you got to have share a... Share ideas. Yeah, yeah. Share your thoughts on something. People, people, it's you know, crazy. I've had people ask me like, you've got so many followers on Twitter now, Tim, like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. And I don't care. I don't pay attention to <laughs> yeah. it. I kind of just tweet the things I feel. Yep, exactly. Uh, and that's it. I, I, I will quote people sometimes. I quote tweet people sometimes. Mm -hmm. I will tweet things. I'll tweet videos. And, you know, one thing I can't, I kind of don't like about Twitter is that people assume like a journalist will tweet a story. Okay. And then people will assume it's the journalist's opinion when they tweet a story. Oh, yeah. And they'll attack the journalist. And I'm like, come on. Just because the journalist tweeted out doesn't mean they're, they're supporting it. Yeah. You can't assume that the same way you can't assume I am when I tweeted out. Well, and, I, and I've been doing that a lot. I've been passing along actual facts. You know, like, it's no opinion. I, I'm not, I don't have any, I didn't even say what, this is a simple fact that here is this, this, this is a fact. And then people are like, Oh wow! Are you surprised at that? How are you so surprised that that's the case? And it's like, when, when did I say that? I, I yep. this is a fact. I tweeted. It's, it's interesting, and uh, I'm passing it along to you. There was a photo that Andy No posted of the vandalism and the destruction and the garbage in the morning in Portland. Okay, and he was like, "Here's the destruction they leave behind." Yep. And he said the rioters. And then I quote tweeted and I put an asterisk: "Peaceful protesters, TN." 
as a joke, like, Andy, Andy, they're not rioters. They're peaceful protesters. Don't you remember? <laughs> and someone's response was, so you're saying that it's justified for the feds to use unmarked vehicles to kidnap people? And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> so I responded uh, with, no, I'm saying that I'm making fun of the media for calling them peaceful protesters when they're clearly violent. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, and so I'll, I'll respond to people sometimes when they respond to me. Rarely, though, because I usually don't even check. Mm-hmm. I typically don't. But Twitter is it, the joke is that you'll tweet something like, I really like waffles. And then people will be like, why do you hate pancakes? Ah, and they're all attacking you. <laughs> yep. Twitter pancakes. Isn't. Waffles are better than pancakes. You How know, dare you? But, but, you know, Twitter knows this and they do it on purpose. They know that waffles are better than pancakes. Twitter knows that they've yes. created a rage engine, which is tearing the country apart. Yeah. They know for a fact they, they do. Well, it didn't start with Twitter. It started with media. Well, no, with the no, internet. No, Twitter gamified the process of hate where you earn points the more hateful you are. You don't think that started with Facebook before Twitter became a thing? No. Yeah, I don't think so. So Facebook is is relatively different. There is always argument and discussion on Facebook, but you create these isolated comments beneath a post. Okay. With Twitter, you can dunk on someone and then someone can grab that and show it to all of their friends too. Whereas on Facebook, if I post a picture of like a dog doing a backflip and then you comment, Tim, you're dumb, no one's going to click share on your comment to have your comment just appear on their page to everybody else. Get it? Yeah, I see. It's just a different different style. So uh, what Facebook does, and it does, uh, Facebook created a different system for creating rage. It incentivized publishers to make people hate. Twitter incentivizes regular people to earn points, likes, shares, retweets, and followers by being as nasty and disgusting as possible, just to be evil and mean. And you know what the funniest part is? I I, I try to avoid it, right? And so I often say to people, like, you know, I'll respond to a progressive with, with like a fair point that I think I'll calmly and be like, here's why I think this is happening. And I'll get inundated by their followers with insults, slurs, name calling. I ignore most of them. Oh, yeah. But then when the people themselves put me on blast, like the progressives, I'll respond with like, I don't understand the hostility. I'm just trying to, you know, have a conversation. And then they do it again. They'll screen grab it, take it out of context and try and gain followers based off of the attack on the other. I see that a lot, actually. Yep, against, that's the whole like, system. No, I'm talking about you specifically because oh, absolutely. I, people are like, yo, did you see this this person talking about Tim Pool on um, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I'll check it out for a laugh. And I look and it's just someone look at what Tim Pool tweeted. Look at this. Look what he said. And then look at the people that are following what they're saying. I'm like, this is news. This is what you're reporting on. This is this is what people want to see. I don't know. They don't. They don't care about this person. And that's why no one knows. There's who a that is. there's a quote. I don't know the full quote. Maybe you got you could look it up or something. It's like small people talk about other people. Oh, yeah, I think that was Eleanor Roosevelt. Let me see. Was it? Yeah. Pull that quote up. because That quote's pretty good. But it's basically like, yeah, see what's. Other, they talk about other people. So big, bigger people talk about ideas. Right. Things, ideas, and people, I think it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I think it's like, what is it, like small people talk about people. Right. Then like bigger. Meet, meet, bigger people talk what, about see, things. See if you can find the actual quote. Ideas or something, right? The, yeah, big, I know what you're talking about. The bigger about. people talk about ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I talk about people sometimes, but I usually keep it to the highest level of, of authority and power. Yeah. And it's interesting because one of the arguments I got from a smaller YouTuber as to why they constantly make videos about me mm-hmm. is that they're punching up at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what do, what do I do other than like be a guy in a studio yeah. talking about his feelings and reading the news? Okay, here it is. Yeah. 
It goes, great people talk about ideas, average people talk about things, and small people talk about wine or pe other people. Wine? Yeah. So I think you're a, reading. That's a perversion of it. It's yeah. a, from Fran Lebowitz, I, I think. Was, I was yeah. watching this. Um, I don't know exactly who he was, but it was a, it was kind of like a TED Talk, but it was in India, and it was this, this man sitting and talking to a huge group of people, and he was talking about how celebrity status and putting pe putting people up on a pedestal and put you know looking down at people because you think you're up on a pedestal and and the the key is to treat everyone as we're all on the same level yeah you know and and all these people are are attacking you like you just said punching up at you but they're putting you up on that pedestal above them so therefore th it's them putting them up there putting you up there and being like oh he's up there there are people that Instead are so of, right so desperate to get me involved in drama yeah i'm sure it's they the are. most annoying thing when i get emails you know, the most annoying thing is when people I know message me on Facebook saying things like, dude, did you see what they said about you? And I'm like, if you send me that, anything like that ever again, I will unfriend you. I will block you. Yeah. Like, do not send me stupid gossip. I literally do not care. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what they think. It's a waste of my time. Boom. Waste it's of time. Waste of my time. Yeah, you're wasting your time. You, you I got too much to do. Focus on yourself. Focus on what you need to do and stop being angry that someone else is focusing on what they're doing. It's funny. And getting like, angry at them for that. That, people, that, that blows me away that people are seriously just so angry at, at other people when they, that's all they do. They just people, sit there being angry at other people. It shows you what they think, how, how much they care about how much uh, what they, they care about how much uh, they care about what other people think about them. Yep. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, I, I, I don't, man. Why do you care so much about I just, what other people think about you? I'll just post stuff and, you know, mind my own business. We talked about it, though. It's that lack of confidence. You know, they, they are seeking approval because they don't they aren't fully accepting of themselves and yeah. didn't get approval growing up. Maybe that I mean, that's one one option, you know, but it's that lack of confidence that they themselves aren't confident enough. So anything, you know, that upsets them or anything throws them off. It's someone else's fault also, you know, so place how about we jump over to the super chats oh, yeah let's do that super let's, chats let's that. if you have not already make sure you smash the like button smash it smash the like button you can follow me on twitter instagram and parlor at timcast you can follow at adam krigler on all the same places as well and of course you can follow at sour patch lids l-y-d-s on parlor and twitter and we got a bunch of super chats from our loyal audience thank you guys so much for the super chats we got a big old super chat from jmac he says Almost finished with the bar hearing. I cannot see how our country comes back from this. Mm. I want to be optimistic, but any direction November goes is going to be followed with tragedy. What are your thoughts on the hearing? Democrats seemed more interested in finding the witch instead of the truth. If the Democrats win, as the, as the money markets are predicting, these people who just yell em emotions and don't actually uh, ask questions to solve problems will be in control and it will be a nightmare for everybody else. If the Republicans win, as far as I can tell, I will, you know, my liberal sensibilities will be negatively impacted to a slight degree, but at least the country will still exist, and I'm willing to accept that. So I'm not happy with the direction the Democrats are going. I think they're engaging in whining, incessant nonsense. And so, rocking a hard place. How about that? Mm hmm. All right, let's see what we got here. Jacob Villa says, Thank you, Adam, for your words. Those that are still working are fed up. Those that have family values are fed up. I'm fed up. Boom. So why are the polls, why are ever, the prediction markets, everybody saying Biden, Democrats, they're all going to win. I don't buy it. I can't. Because they, I can't. They're, just, they're, they're talking to themselves. 
That's, Maybe. They're their own cheerleaders. Yeah. We're going to win, guys. Don't worry. Biden's going to win. Woo! They don't realize no, that. We just talked about it. There's a lack of confidence that they have. That lack of confidence, they need to have this outward force of confidence. But it's so blatantly not true. Trump ignited people who never voted before. And they're not accurately tracking who these people are. And they haven't been. And they admit they can't. And maybe that's the reason. They, they, are, they are doing everything as though it's 2012 or 2008. But we're in a different era, man. Where, like Social media changed everything. And they haven't realized it yet. Yep. Let's see. R. Dubu says, I live in, in, uh, I live in far west Portland subs. Burn, loot, murder showed up on our street this weekend and blocked driveways with cars. Demanded everyone put BLM signs in their yards and did the usual cultist chants. Watch from upstairs, AR with 1,800 rounds close by. So far, no new signs. Yikes, man. That's scary. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Zachary gave us a funny little, uh, is that a Japanese fox jumping up and down with fireworks? Oh, that's very cute. nice. Thank you. Jacob Villa says, Tim, people follow you because you have integrity. I like to think so. I don't think I'm perfect, but man, I get, dis- I get, I get disappointed in so many other people. I'm like, where are the regular honest people, man? Yep. I just, I don't know, man. Daniel Kerr says, George Soros reportedly spent more than $52 million in political spending per the Federal Election Commission filings, according to Breitbart News. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't care about the whole, like, George Soros did this and he funds that because billionaires are going to exist. Billionaires are going to exert influence. They're going to buy things. And there's actually a bunch of other billionaires that do the same thing. And more importantly, I'm concerned about the individual actions not necessarily where the money is coming from. What, I, think it, look, I think it comes into play. Uh, look, man, a lot of people seem to think that, like, at news organizations, the journalists are sacrificing their ethics in exchange for cash. No, they're being propped up. They're being specifically set up to do this. I'm not going to necessarily complain that investors looked at this company and said, hey, look, look at all the clicks they get. It makes money. I'm going to invest in that. That seems normal for an investor. Yeah. I'm going to complain that the individual journalists have zero ethics and call them out for lying. So the nonprofit organizations, if they're doing something good, I don't care. If they're doing something bad, I will call them out and explicitly call out their actions. I think it's, I don't like the, the targeting of an individual who's not, it's, it's just, it's not the actual action I'm, I'm you know, angry about. I'm not angry about the fact that people made a bunch of money and are trying to spend it in ways that benefit their worldview. I personally think wealth inequality is a very serious problem. And I don't like the fact that these these massive billionaires are selling us out to multinational corporations while hiding their profits offshore in places like Panama. I mean, there's there's but if it's found out that he's the one personally funding the attack of the federal courthouse you're, you're not gonna have can you a, name any issue. other billionaire that's doing the same thing no i'm not i'm not i'm not that was not my question though my question is if he, it's found out that he is the one funding that wouldn't you be upset about that wouldn't you want to know what was going on and who's actually funding this this attack on a federal courthouse i would i mean and if it is him then i definitely do have an issue with it and the absolutely prob- the problem is that it's not and it's not well and- we don't know that do we I mean, I would argue for the most part, we do know that because no, no billionaire worth their weight would be stupid enough to directly funnel money straight to extremist groups. Well, that's, that's, what they the, do. Pro- that's the key, though, directly. It's like, we, right. don't, we don't know. So we're, if we, we're not sure if I'm not going to sit here and, and look at like a, any one of these billionaires and there's many of them, there's right wing billionaires and millionaires who are funneling money into these places and and complain about the fact that people get rich and they and they pay for things that they like. This, you know, I, I always, this is why, what I really can't stand about the whole privilege crowd. The people who think there's like a privileged elite that control anything, everything. I'm like, dude, 
if you if you want to change the world, work hard, figure it out, become that person and fund the things you like. Okay, if a nonprofit organization is allowing extremists to do something, I'll be upset about it. But when it comes to these Antifa people, most of them are doing it for free. They're, 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 they're squatters. They live on welfare. They live, I've, I've been to their warehouses where they do this. And it's people who have regular jobs. And they pitch in five bucks here and there. They do GoFundMes to raise $100,000 for their fallen comrades. There's, there's no grand conspiracy. It's a large group of people who, they're collectivists. I don't know, man. They organize I, in this I, way. I have, before my disembarkment with all, uh, half of the people that I knew on Facebook, a lot of them I knew were these far left people that were that straight up hated me because I because I'm wearing this beanie now, you know, because yeah. of what I believe in. And I mean, I, I was friends with them for a long time. So over the, you know, the first half of the riots that was going on, it's like I saw what they were talking about. They, they straight up talked about getting their check from Soros for going out and marching. That's complete fake news, 100%. Is it? Absolute fake news. Okay. It is, it is an absurd conspiracy theory. Okay. What George Soros does is he runs the Open Society Foundation, and they make donations to other foundations. Mm, okay. There's, there's no direct paychecks going out to people who are marching from George Soros. But during Occupy Wall Street, there were some nonprofits that received partial funding from his foundation. The problem I have with this is that many of these nonprofits— I know some of these people, they receive funding from a hundred plus sources. People go in and they're like, look, he gave 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to this nonprofit. And I go into their filings and I'm like, they received a million from this other guy. And so you, they, they single out one billionaire. No one talks about what literally and all these other billionaires are doing, all these other billionaires and, and who they're funding and why they're funding it. And that's why I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not going to complain about one guy who's very political, who makes tons of donations and has his own personal agenda when there's literally like a hundred plus people and wait. And, there, and there's there's thousands of millionaires doing this and who are probably more effective and more involved in actually law, directly funding companies. There's a few very wealthy families that directly fund activist organizations directly, yeah. not like how Soros will sprinkle money around to a bunch of different organizations through a foundation, like overtly. Yeah. And then what happens is you hear people say things like George Soros directly gave them a paycheck. And then it's the easy it's the easiest thing to debunk. And then all of a sudden, the left has this meme going around where they start complaining about how conservatives are, you know, conspiratorially believe they're all getting paid. And they say things like, hey, where's my Soros check? I wish I got one. And it's like none of these people, they're, they're scratching the surface of what's really going on with wealth wealth inequality and powerful interests and international interests that are trying to sell you out. And it's mostly, in my opinion, for their multinational corporations that want to have their money, you know, offshores. And I'm talking about the Googles, the Facebooks, the YouTubes that tell us straight up our policies are based on a global effort. Why? Because they get money from other countries. It's like the NBA who will come out and be like, well, we shouldn't badmouth China. There's a ton <laughs> yeah. of powerful interests. Like check out Mark Cuban, for instance. Nobody's talking about all the funding Mark Cuban does. The Mark Cuban conspiracy. How much money did Mark Cuban give to which political group? He goes on Twitter. He gets political all the time. He won't badmouth China. Who, who, how many people are getting Cuban checks to go around and protest? <laughs> um, I don't know who he funds or what he funds. Then you've got Chick-fil-A, and they're making funds to, to organizations. Yeah. So let's read some more Super Chats. Tower says, Tim Adam, the Antifa thrower of the IED bomb was identified by 4chan, by online review, his grandma left for the vest uh, she bought him. 
He is also the white knight who shielded the naked lady. Cassandra Fairbanks broke it. You can't make this stuff up. Whoa. I got to look into that one. That yeah. sounds crazy. I've seen that floating around, but I don't know if it's true. Souse says, strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Weak minds discuss people. Yep. Also, have you guys heard recent stories of mysterious Chinese packages being sent to random Americans seeds. containing invasive plants seeds designed to kill our crops? I don't know exactly what they're for. Apparently it was a scam or something. Yeah, so I guess it was connected to like reviews that people would do when you do reviews on Amazon. I guess they would get your information from there, including your address and stuff, and send you these weird little seeds. And we don't really know if they're designed to be like invasive species or whatever. We haven't really figured it out. It is really weird though. I agree. See Vanessa yeah. Stoller says, Tim, please, please, please look at a thesaurus for the word panicking. Love your work. Sick of that word. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I know. So I saw that. Yeah. And someone oh, actually sent us a dictionary. You got a dictionary. All right. So I, I, I pulled up. Well, no, but I, I, I have the, the actual definition of panic. <laughs> so I'm going to read it because I saw that super chat come in. I'm like, I'm going to, you know what? I saw, I'm going to do this. So, so panic is uh, literally of pan. I, I'm, I don't know what that is, but uh, of, <laughs> of sudden fear as supposedly inspired by pan, uh, having the nature of or showing or resulting from panic. Which I guess is is really what you're going for, right? What panicking? It's like people, you know, showing a sudden fear, a sudden fear of something. Yeah, and yes, it and seems pretty pretty legit. I, I don't know. I'm on Tim. On, I'm, no, I I'm think I think what side. she's just saying is that I use the word too much. Oh well, maybe that that's true, and I I've, nothing so, in this book can help you there. I I, I there, here, here, well no, here's the issue. I've also said freak out. Yeah, you know, lose their minds, go insane. Meltdown. Yeah, meltdown. Yeah, yeah, lose it, things like that. But at a certain point, it's like, <laughs> you know, to be honest, though, there was a period like a few months ago where I was like, are we, are, are they really panicking again? Like, do I have another, like, they're panicking for this reason? And I was like, how many videos I'm going to do where I say they are? I, I sh sure enough, it's a story where they're like, Politico, the New York Times will say like, Democrats are, are you know, freaking out over the latest poll number and this, this information. And I'm like, look, man. When I have mainstream sources that tell us they're they're in a, they're experiencing a sudden jolt of fear, and it's causing them to think irrationally, mm -hmm. I'm gonna call I'm gonna say it. Panic. <laughs> they're panicking. panicking. Awesome. Mark Robertshaw says I'm pretty sure shrapnel explosives are illegal under the Geneva uh, under the Geneva Convention, so those nail bombs are inhumane to say the least. Yeah. What what is uh, what is this? The Middle East. Yikes, man. For, yeah, seriously, these people are nuts. Yes, they are. Plankicorn says, you guys are the best. When I watch you, I feel like I'm hanging out with a couple of good friends. Hope you are all having a fantastic night. Spin. I will spin. do that. I've been yes. waiting. It's been slowly staring at me like, oh, spin man. me. <laughs> right, let's see. RC says, haven't heard much discussed with the Supreme Court ruling against churches in Nevada and opening up further attacks to restrict the First Amendment. I am more than concerned. What are your thoughts? I did a big segment uh, uh, on the Supreme Court ruling this way. I'm shocked. They're, 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 they're literally arguing that they can shut down churches. And the Supreme Court said, yep. Wow. Yeah. So limit capacity at churches. Well, we're not putting, put, you know, there's no law saying you can't worship. We're just telling you how much you can worship. That's crazy. Well, that's the argument with Second Amendment. We're not in, you know, you know, what's really crazy to me as I read about the Second Amendment and stuff. It literally says to keep and bear. Literally means you can carry around. But there are many states that straight up say, you can't carry this under any circumstances, under no circumstances. There's, there's an old trick the governments like to do, like in New Jersey. Oh, you can get a permit for open carry in New Jersey. 
if they get around to actually filling out your application. So it's apparently an open secret that when you fill out an application for open carry, New Jersey just basically crumples it up, throws it in the trash and says, we'll get back to it as soon as possible. And then they never do. Wow. That's the trick. You can carry in this state. We're not infringing on your right to bear arms. Of course, we'll never actually give you the permit to do it. Now we're seeing that same logic apply to the First Amendment. We're not telling you you can't worship. We're only telling you you can't have a church, right? Yeah. We're not, it's not, it's, it's not uh, you know, stopping you from worshiping. We're not saying you can't speak freely. We're only telling you that certain words will put you in jail. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not saying you can't speak. You just need a free speech pass. In order to get your free speech pass, we need you to write an essay explaining why you need your free speech, and then we'll get back to it as, as our soonest availability. Uh-huh. Messed up. That's where we're going. That's, that, that's the future we can count on. Unless, of course, something changes. All right, let's see what else we got over here in these here. Super Chats. Let us scroll through. Trump 2020. Here's, here's a good one. Uh, Aketsu Z says, Black Lives MAGA. Hmm. Ooh, spicy. There is a lot. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Of all, of all, uh, all Americans. That's all I'm going to say. They're all Americans. Americans want to make America that's what fun it is. good, huh? It's Ak- not a racial thing. Americans. We got one from Akepot says, ideological enforcement of law. The Black Lives Matter is now categorized by the Office of Special Counsel as a nonpartisan issue-based organization. Therefore, government workers, military are allowed to associate, organize, proselytize for BLM at work now. Google it. Whoa. I'm telling you, man, morality government is upon us. Yep, it's happening. And, and they're going to come. It, it's The ideology is seeping in. The Trump, new religion. Trump 2020. Mr. Wilson says, hey, Tim and crew, you should show you show a, uh, one picture of the guy in Austin saying the gun is low, is in low ready. Now the picture is too poor to actually tell, but he could be doing a confined shooting stance. You see it in clearing videos. Interesting. I don't know. Shredding says, love the content, love the viewpoints. The Democrats are pathetic. Trump 2020. Yes. I think a lot of people are starting to feel That's that nice. way. That's right. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. Oh, this one got redacted. I don't know. Oh, no. Jordan C says, what do you think about Politico saying Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris to become his running mate for the 2020 election on August 1st, two weeks before the Democratic National Convention? I think this was an accidental release of what's called an embargo. And the reason I think so is because they used a direct quote from Joe Biden. There's a couple things that could have occurred in the press. They will pre-write something. They're called pre-writes. They'll, they'll write an obituary for a high, for a very high profile person who is getting on in years so that as soon as this person passes, they can drop that obituary. This person was known for this, that, and this maybe make some adjustments. Every so often a news organization will accidentally publish an obituary on TV and then go, oops. And people go, whoa, we thought this person died. It was an accident. However, Politico, for those that don't know, accidentally published a statement saying Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris as his VP on August 1st, saying, quote, blah, blah, blah. I don't have the full quote pulled up. That to me sounds like an embargo. An embargo is when an an organization reaches out to a journalistic organization and says, we will give you insider access, but you cannot release this information until this date and time. News organizations will say, we agree to these terms. They get access to the information then do a pre-write based on privy information, then on that time, we'll publish it. There's been a bunch of information emerging showing that Kamala Harris is the likely VP. They've been scrubbing her Wikipedia page. They've been doing stuff to her social media, apparently. And now we have this accidental, oopsie, Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris and they quickly scrubbed it. In my opinion, Kamala Harris is going to be the VP. Now they denied it saying it's not true. It's not true. 
on August, so, sometime in August, they're going to say, I'm the first Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, because for a couple months now, you know, basically since he said he's going to pick a woman and a, a person of color, you know, they were like, oh, man, if he picks Kamala Harris, I'm absolutely voting Trump. And I was like, whoa, like, well, why? And then people she's don't. A, people, she's a cop. People don't like <laughs> her. <laughs> cop, no, man. they don't like her, dude. They don't Did you like know, her. I'll be very careful here. Tulsi Gabbard said in a debate when, when she knocked her down that I want to be, I think I'm getting this right, that Kamala Harris kept people in prison past their sentencing to use them as cheap labor. Wow. Yeah. Is that, is that proven? Uh, can you look that up? I believe that she did do that to some extent. Yeah, yeah I, I believe yeah. that's... Believe, 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 but I want receipts. I'm saying, I'm being very legally careful I right now. I want to know, because that's crazy. Tulsi Gabbard said it, and it was really damaging to Kamala Harris. Yeah, wow. Because people were like, "Whoa." Yeah, but if that's true, it's like, "Woof!" That's that's a terrible thing to do. Like, how God, the, pr the yes. prison systems are messed up as it is, and she did you're a bunch them? of other things. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that, you found so, it. So okay, so Kamala's Harris, Kamala Harris's AG office tried to keep inmates locked up for cheap labor. This is from the Daily Beast. Wow. So there's my receipt. This is from February 11, 2019. They're talking about they, she was ordered to reduce the population of California's overcrowded prisoners, uh, prisons. Lawyers from then California Attorney AG um, Kamala Harris's office made the case that some nonviolent offenders needed to stay incarcerated, or else the prison system would lose a source of cheap labor. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, I look well, forward. Thank you for that. I appreciate the receipts. Yep. And uh, wow! Well, yeah, she's, she's a terrible a, person. She's a horrible human being. I'm wow. afraid. Wow. She's a dictator. Jessica Burleson says, "I saw a tweet by a socialist." I said the point of the riots was engineered crisis and chaos, enabling justification for declaration of martial law. They say that every time there's riots, to be honest, we're not going to have martial law. That would be that would be like above and beyond the Insurrection Act. And Trump's not even doing that. Yep, He's exactly. not. He, he, it is a lie. Trump is not sending out unmarked, unidentified secret police to various cities to march through the streets. It's just not happening. That's not true. Operation Legend, which is they're referring to, is... A bunch of FBI agents doing investigations and DEA and ATF. Yep. Has nothing to do with Portland at all. Man. Crom totally Mike, thanks different. for the super chats. Crom Mike says, as I have told the leftists I speak to, I was happy to be un uh, an uneducated Democrat, but you made me into an educated Republican. Thank you. Well, the problem is for me, it shouldn't be that you have to be a Republican once you find out what's going on. But the Democrats need to have a reckoning of some sort because they have become corrupt, inept, and quite frankly, insane. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a Republican. People are like, oh, well, you need to know this information since you're now a Republican, Adam. And I'm like, when did I say that? I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm voting for Trump. Definitely. But I mean, I'm still going to read all the, the people that I'm voting for across the board. It's like if it's a Republican or a Democrat, if I like their platform or what they're actually doing, then I'm going to vote for them. The left Period. has gone insane. We could could you imagine if there was a Democrat who was slightly to the left of most Republicans and like they're just they don't exist. Find me a Democrat who well actually uh, we had Jeff Van Drew and now he's a Republican. He, oh, yeah. he jumped ship. He was in Jersey, Converted. right? He was yeah, he's uh yeah, he's in South Jersey and he was a Democrat and he was a relatively conservative Democrat and now he's the furthest left Republican there is cuz I believe he's pro-choice. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's like the Republicans are building a coalition. Yeah. Walk the walk away campaign. What's the campaign uh, called if you're leaving Republicans and going to the Democrats? Doesn't have a name. Yeah. <laughs> That's because there is, I guess there is none. none. I'm sure you, you could argue like never Trump. 
Oh yeah, yeah. But but that that has nothing to do with. There's no there's no solid movement because no, 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 I don't think it's real. Hashtag walk away. I don't no. believe, I don't think it's it's a Seriously. real thing. <laughs> Jacob says thank you, Adam, for your words. Oh, I think I read that Did one. You read yeah, that one? Read yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, let's see. You're welcome. T- TX Again. says, Tim, soy Jesus, my hero, and Lydia. I am white. I've never been racist. This paradigm shift is changing that. How can we have peace? The, the, here's the problem. Stay who you are. You want to hear something funny? Do you know who is advocating for all this weird race stuff? It's white progressives. Yep, that's true. That's the funniest leftists, thing. Those crazy leftists. White leftist progressives, typically from suburbs who have college degrees and on average make more than 100000 a year, yep. are the ones driving all of this. And that's why it's the funniest thing to me that this whole Black Lives Matter thing almost doesn't even include minorities. Exactly. You look at most of the, the pictures of all the people standing off, there's like white, 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 like a couple people of color in the back, white, 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 white. And it's just like, what, what, you know, and then, I mean, and that's Philip Anderson is, that's one of his main messages. He's like, I'm standing here as a person of color. You guys are trying to convince me Black Lives Matter as you burning down my country. Like, I don't want you to burn this country down. That is not helping me as, you know, as an American that I am. You're just making it worse. You're burning the country down. No one wants you to do that. No one asked you to do that. They They want to. I know they yeah. want to. They want to burn it down, but it has. That's why it has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It's, it's not the same thing anymore. The message is gone. Hayden Hudson says, "Have you guys seen that the Three Gorges Dam in China is about to collapse? Wuhan, Shanghai, and other cities are already flooding." Oh, I'm watching it. I've seen the videos, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Easy now says, "Nice hat, thank you." He's talking to me. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Oh, uh, Raider 025 <laughs> says, "Being close to Rochester, I'm rather concerned about November, especially being." A very, uh, a very blue city. I also know someone on the city police force and hearing how demoralized they are, it's heartbreaking. I mean, maybe it's time for them to take what savings they have, get out of the cities and, and get away. Because I'll tell you what, man, when, when the riots break out, they're going to be looking for cops. Hmm. That's probably the first target, to be honest. Yeah, probably the, right. whole, the whole movement is abolish the police. They want police to go away. That's why I was like, when Minneapolis was happening and I saw those cops break out of the department and run away, the first thing they did was they took off that uniform. As soon as they got the chance, they were like, I'm not a cop. That takes it off. Hide it. Because they're burning. They're going to come in your house and be like, where's the cop? Nope. No cops here. Yep. Because you'll be by yourself. Jeez, dude. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. Let's uh, do a couple more. We just got a YouTube jump. I love Aww. when that happens. It's always perfectly timed. Gareth Green says, hey, Pool Sunbay, I've been really depressed by all the endorsement of violence and erasure of property rights, even among conservatives and libertarians. Parlor is kind of annoying in its current right wing slant, but that's an improvement. Yeah, man. Um, it's not a solution to create like these alternate platforms don't solve the problem that with Twitter, you do have bubbles, but there's a little bit of overlap here and there. I purposefully try to make sure I have a mixed following. Like I follow people on the left, people on the center, people on the right. Yeah. You can't do that on something like Parler. It's like everybody there is on the right and a lot of you know news organizations. But I guess either they'll fall apart or they'll find a new purpose. I have no idea. Let's see. Uh, I'm not, yeah, okay. The, the Vet J Drummer. Since there has been a lack of dizzy aliens this show, spin that UFO. There's Yikes. been a, a, a serious lack of... Yeah, uh, serious dearth. Mr. Wilson says, that was a sparkler bomb. Yes, the fireworks you give your kids taped to some gas. Interesting. Oh, wow. Josh P. says, thank you for spending the truth amongst a sea of lies. And couldn't Trump now go in and clear out all the violent protesters without the Dems stopping him because they're white supremacists? Oh, yeah. 
You, yeah. Who knows? Now that they're arguing Antifa is actually white supremacists, it's about time. So I, I, I post on Facebook like, oh, no, look, the story saying that Antifa is actually white supremacists. Quick, everybody stop, stop the violent extremists and kick them out because they're, they're far right. Yeah. Is that enough? No, because they're still going to let them do it. We must respect the diversity of tactics. Josh Wolf says, Adam has become my spirit animal. I voted Dem for almost 30 years. I have no place there anymore and will be voting for Trump with no reservation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate. I appreciate you. Sons of Titan says, Viva Frey and Robert Barnes have a good discussion on church ruling. Keep up the good work. I've been sharing stuff more and more. Really, really appreciate it. Definitely appreciate that. Share, 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 share. Jayla Mills says, registered Democrat here, Trump 2020. Also, I want to move to the country ASAP. Yep. Yeah, man. I was thinking about that. If so, the way electoral votes work, if if everyone in the cities have left the cities, all those electoral votes will go to whoever stays, won't it? You know, so I am. I am uh, it's interesting. I imagine a lot of people leaving won't. Effective. A lot of them won't register in time. Okay. Uh, because you know most people don't actually vote. It's 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 unprecedented. But I imagine a lot of people have other things on their mind if they're moving. I'm sure some of them are very active saying we better register now at our new location. I'm sure others are like, I got to find a place. I'm struggling. Who's going to help me move this stuff? I got to get out of the city. And so some of them will probably not be able to vote now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. With, with, with that being said. Oh, we got well, one more. Before here, I got this. Yeah. Good evening, Tim Crew. Adam. I watched your first couple Adam casts about Nikola Tesla and also Trump's history. And an idea struck me. Would you consider a segment called the tinfoil beanie? Just for fun, not no nonsense conspiracy theory segment. Uh, I recommend I recommend Tesla and Trump's uncle as a starter, John John Trump, and I, I've got my eye on him. I uh, I I learned about him from my Tesla deep dive actually because he is the one who uh, acquired all of Tesla's stuff when Tesla died. So it's in the oh, Trump weird. family actually. So Trump Donald Trump's uncle. Uh, uh, John has all of Tesla's stuff. <laughs> That's so crazy. So what that means for the future, I don't know. Hey, um, but thank you very much. And you can all check uh, my channel, Adamcast IRL, and you can you can watch those uh, it's, yourself. It's 2020. It is. Trump's gonna like Trump's gonna come out with his giant mech suit with crazy Tesla anti-gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Choo, choo, choo. I am president for life, and I just legalized marijuana. <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> People look at <laughs> yes. people look at giant mecha Trump shooting lasers and blowing things up, and they're like, "I think I'll still vote for him." Yeah. They look over at Biden; he's sleeping. I'll take mecha Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is past ten, which means we must bid you farewell. But before you go, smash the like button. Smash subscribe. the like button. Subscribe because we'll be back tomorrow at eight p.m. Excuse you can follow me. me. Yes. Excuse me. That's me, right? <laughs> smash the like button. Sorry, I, I just needed to say that. You can follow me on Twitter at TimCast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can follow at Adam Krigler in all the same places. And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. And if there are some of you who are watching who aren't aware, I actually have several other channels. So make sure you also check out YouTube.com slash TimCast, where I put up a segment. It's just me ranting about politics every day at 4 p.m. Check it out and subscribe, or you can go to TimCast.net. But other than that, we'll be back on this show tomorrow live at 8 p.m., And we will have clips throughout the day from the show. So we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And thank you all so much for hanging out. Have a good night, everybody.